Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. My name is Ashton. And my name is James. <gasps> well done. There's nice. four of us here. Oh, snuck in. That's crazy. Welcome, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas hey. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This is our Game of the Year mm-hmm. show. Ooh. We do it once a year obviously, and uh, we're going to run down our top five games of 2021, our most anticipated game of 2022, some honourable mentions, and we're also including listener-voted stuff from our Patreon as well, Mm -hmm. over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Does anybody have anything to say before we just leap right on into this bad boy? No, we've we've covered Happy New Year, haven't we? (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, the basics. That's it, really. Yeah. I'm enjoying being here. Stop myself in. It's quite nice. Yeah. Thanks for letting me on. We didn't actually invite James. He just joined the Discord call and was like, I'm doing this, whether you like it or not. Right. I've got some games. Yeah. We should maybe just remind uh, those who haven't maybe listened or seen our content recently. We are doing things from home now. If we sound Mm. a bit different to how we normally Mm. would in the podcast, it's because we're using different recording setups and microphones and are in different rooms so hello um, hello hello uh, we're, yes. we're gonna roll with it do the best that we can uh mr james jenkins is joining us this week he, he will, of course be familiar with his uh wonderful work on various quipscopes this year he's played a lot of games that we haven't so we thought <laughs> let's round it out yeah. let's bring him in let's get this game of the year thing done properly not that we ever didn't do it properly, but you know what I mean. Put some effort Put in. Put some additional perspective. <laughs> this Put time. some effort in. All right. Thin ice, James. Uh, let's oh, start off. Nice to have. Nice to be here. Let, Bye. Let's start off, James, with the uh, the most anticipated game of 2022. Mm. A poll went out on um, Patreon, and uh, th- that's where we sourced the Game of the Year stuff from, as well as uh, I also asked for people to provide their most anticipated game. Stuck that into a little uh, chart or a table and out popped these four. Uh, we're going to run through them as we run through our most anticipated games as well, starting with Peter Austin. 
shall I go from the the bottom of the list, the the least most anticipated game? Of... <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Well, at number four, voted by the audience, we have Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Um, mm. and that's actually joint with the next mm. one, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, I sort of forgot this was coming. Thinking about yeah, it, yeah, I did but, too, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the four-player kind of. Well, we don't know really what it is yet, do we? We've seen some yeah. gameplay of it, but we don't know quite how it's going to work yet. I mean, it looks fun. Like the mm-hmm. gameplay that we saw it was it uh, Game Awards that we saw. Yeah, some Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. We saw some. it looks pretty fun. So if it's like a four-player co-op like shooter kind of situation i'm on board and i'm ready to play it yeah because i'm always yeah. looking for more kind of co-op games that we can play so that's the I'm thing i think it it looks like it could be a lot of fun but i think we mm. just need to know more about i mean it could it, it at this mm. point it, it seems it unlikely it's going to be a sort of rubbish live service thing mm. and, you know i think it will <laughs> at least have some level of kind of narrative i don't know but uh i can see why people are are game for it if it's gonna be what i think we all hope it's gonna be then it it deserves to be one of the most anticipated games of the year but uh i just there's still some question marks for me so the the big worry is that it turns into like avengers basically Mm. (laughs) and um and yeah just has that whole live service element like you said Mm. Hopefully, I'm, I'm a big um, Rocksteady fan, mm. and yes. I'm looking forward to it on that basis. But also, yeah, I don't know the, the the gameplay demo didn't really do anything for me from the Game Awards. Oh. So I don't know how I feel about them making a co-op game. Mm. Uh, I I don't know. I just I'm getting horrible flashbacks to Wolfenstein Youngblood <laughs> and them just sort of stuffing this semi-open world that you run around in. Mm. with sort of repeating quests and mm. events and I'm really scared and I hope it's not that but you're right Ashton in that we kind of need to just see like a, an extended here is a level mm. kind of thing yeah mm. um, that's what I'd like mm-hmm. it looks shiny though that's it does sure. look shiny oh yeah it certainly does uh so while we're on me uh I'll tell you <laughs> mine shall I my most anticipated mm. game if you I was to. I was really torn. Um, I thought about um, maybe saying Forspoken, but I think on balance, mm-hmm. and this kind of coincides with mm, perhaps the next audience one, uh, I am just so excited for Hogwarts Legacy. And, you know, before we even go into that, we, of course, encourage people to vote with their wallets if they have, uh, you know, certain views on certain people. Um, but, <laughs> Who you know... Who could that be? Who, who could that be? <laughs> um, you can't talk about this game without that coming yeah. up, unfortunately, because you know. Uh, I mean, let's let's address it. J.K. Rowling has um, not a whole lot to do with this game, other than the fact that she owns the franchise and the you know the rights to the to the IP. So um, it it's unfortunate, I think, that so many people worked so hard on this game. Um, and let's not forget that development on this game started before there were problematic tweets and statements made about uh the trans community so mm. uh you know my heart goes out to the team who are now trying to promote a product that i think objectively looks really really good from what we've seen so far but is is sadly marred by some of the statements made yeah. by the person in charge of the of the ip so that's a real shame and everyone's gonna have to make their own decision on that um you know, based on 
how they feel about the whole thing. But uh, just mm-hmm. as a game, I think it looks super exciting. It's sort of the kind of video, the, the, the Harry Potter video game, I think everyone has always wanted since the notion even entered their heads. You know, like playing the movie games was clearly a more linear experience because there was a specific story to follow and you were Harry. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but to have just essentially a, a bully video game, you know, the the, ro- <laughs> uh, the mm. Rockstar game, nearly said Rocksteady, um, but set in a, in a wizard school. I don't think you can go wrong, really. So I can't wait yep. for this. And uh, it should have been out 2021, I think, um, and it got delayed by COVID. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, do nice. we know what, like, how the game is going to play? Have we seen much gameplay of it? Has it been all CG? Because I don't remember seeing any, but I may have just. Is there a boy bl- running around him. in some robes. We've seen a fair bit. Yeah. We've mm. seen a, a fair bit of gameplay, but even if you know we've not seen that much, as as opposed to like cutscene stuff, I think they mm. have outright described it as a kind of a third person RPG. You are a student in the school. I think you go to your lessons and then you can explore obviously the castle, but also I think the the forest and you can go to Hogsmeade Mm -hmm. and stuff. I'm hoping you can go to Diagon Alley as well. That would be really cool. But um, Mm -hmm. so I think it is kind of what you would hope and expect from, um, you know, the way it's being uh, pushed. So it, yeah, it's kind of what you would expect it to be. Um, which is good because yeah it would be disappointing if they released it and actually it was just a rhythm action game (laughs) can you imagine i also think that this might be a rumor but i think when it first came out i think there's a lot of talk about it was that jk rowling won't make any money from this game because she's already sold the rights to it for video games i think so when when like the video games were first coming out i think she just said well video games aren't going to make any money so just give me a lump sum (laughs) And then you've got it. So I think, if I'm correct in thinking it, she won't actually benefit, apart from obviously like people talking about Harry Potter mm. again, from the like fund wise yeah. from the games. Okay. Um, I might have to like double check, but I think that that was a lot of discourse about it when they first kind of talked about it. So you know, that might be maybe true. that's one positive. I think when it first was announced, mm. I saw articles debating whether there were literally people were writing articles saying will jk rowling make any money if i buy (laughs) hogwarts legacy and uh at the time it was very early days and uh there wasn't a a clear-cut answer but maybe that's the case i've not seen Mm. that but um yeah it's such a shame that like the the team that have been working on this for years are just having to put out fires that are not caused by them at all it's Mm. yeah it's yeah. it's a shame, but yeah, hopefully it does come out uh, looking very yeah. good indeed. Absolutely, Ashton. I was going to say, shall I do the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so coming in joint with Suicide Squad, just in case you haven't realised from <clears throat> from Peter's tips and tricks, mm. is Hogwarts <clears throat> Legacy. Um, we had, had four people be like, "Yeah, we really want to play that game." Same as Suicide Squad, um, mm. and we've talked a bit about it. But yeah. I think, I mean, I understand why people are excited for it. I think I am. I probably, I'm not a big Harry Potter head, but I think it does sound pretty fun. So, mm-hmm. um, but my most anticipated game of the year is God of War Ragnarok. I am mm. so excited for this game. I yeah. loved the first one, also the first one in the reboot. Um, yeah. And I thought, oh, I just love both Kratos and Atreus. I'm excited to see where their story goes. I all of the clips of it that we've seen look 
amazing there's people in the world now that we can kind of walk around like inhabited mm. towns that we didn't get to do in the first one i'm excited to see where the story goes atreus is a bit more grown up now so i'm hoping he'll be more useful than he was in the first one <laughs> he was um, so useful he oh, was, sorry sorry he was so he i mean he could do things like summon like deer or a squirrel depending on what you know what you Hell picked yeah. for him climb a wall summon that squirrel he could Thanks, climb boy. a wall yeah and you could kind of just throw him up walls and stuff, which was yeah. nice. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm excited for the next one. I loved, I played the first one in like a week. I just sat and I played through it. To be to be fair, I had got broken leg at the time, so I couldn't go anywhere. So it was, you know, <laughs> the only thing on my plate. But I, I'm just really excited. And also the announcement of the PSVR game that they've um, recently started talking oh. about um i'm also i'm equally excited for that i love a good vr game i haven't got playstation vr and i don't know if it make me invest in a piece that a playstation vr set when i've already got an oculus but oh that's horizon i'm making up lies i was I got confused. Say, i don't I, remember I, the I, think I, like, read, I read one of the things <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh yes yeah, sorry i'm lying anyway sorry i thought you just meant also the psvr <laughs> no, game from horizon no, i i mean that is mm. yeah also that but i got confused <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, God. It's too I'm, early I'm, in the morning for this. It is pretty early. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited to see um, the the first like God of War reboot, but on PC, because just seeing like mm. everybody with, with like the mods um, already sort of putting like big Atreus and little Kratos on his back. Oh. How long before Thomas oh, goes in gonna there? Be, Thomas the Tank. Oh, it's going to be day one. Day of. Yeah. yeah. Gotta day be, off. gotta be. Anyway, now that yeah. I've made things up. <laughs> James, what's the next most anticipated game from our wonderful patrons? Oh, well, this is um, quite interesting. So in second place, would you believe it? Elden Ring. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. <gasps> big surprise. The, the big FromSoft game. And coincidentally, is my most anticipated game oh, too. Brilliant. Who'd have <laughs> thunk it? Mm. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's landed pretty nicely there. Um... But yeah, it's Elden Ring. There were like a couple of other games. So like Starfield, potentially, I think it's flagged for like a 2022 release, but we don't know nearly enough about that. And it's probably going to be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, Total War Warhammer 3 is something that I'm personally like, quite excited. And that's coming out pretty soon. But Elden Ring, like it tops it. Um, just because, I mean, we, we've we've already like seen essentially a demo for it. Um, mm-hmm. Some of us have been like lucky enough to like play through the network test last year, and like, yeah, that was only sort of four months away from release. But it already seems. I mean, my hype was pretty high for it, and it already sort of um, beat expectations for that. Like, it's it's already surpassed all my expectations for that. It's it's just Dark Souls, more of Dark Souls. And it looks incredible. Feels mm-hmm. incredible. It just, yeah, it, it's like a sort of old familiar game, but all new shiny things to explore. With and yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah, with walking parts. Oh my God, oh, the best God, part of the game. Pop boy. Oh, Pop Boy. Pop boy. <clears throat> Love it. But yeah, um, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm, I'm glad that they did the network test for that. And also very grateful. I mean, shout out to our Riot Cat who gave... Uh, her network access to me. <laughs> so uh, much appreciated. Um, but yeah, my, my biggest concern before actually playing it was actually the open world. And I know that got a lot of people like really excited. 
um, for it just to see, you know, Dark Souls in a sort of, or, you know, any sort of like Soulsborne game in a proper sort of open world environment. Um, but I was a bit worried, uh, what about that, you know, meticulous sort of like level design that they have and the way sort of levels wrap around and you discover all these shortcuts, like Dark Souls was brilliant for it, the first one, um, Bloodborne was fantastic for it. Um, but you still have so much, like, judging on from the amount of uh, stuff that we actually played in the network test and, you know, quite a generous chunk of the first sort of part of the game. Um, there's still so much, like, to explore and discover and you've got like the little mini dungeons as well it just looks just the perfect like next step for FromSoft so uh, is the while we're on it while we're talking about it is this Mm. does does this happen to be uh, your most anticipated game stop it Peter you know me too well (laughs) well I don't want Uh, us to sort of move on from it Mm. and then you to be like oh also that one we just talked about also that one yeah no this is my most anticipated game as well which means both James and Mm. I are in for a very sad 2022 because our most anticipated game comes out uh, next month and then we got nothing Um, (laughs) we're getting in early and then just nothing but that game Nothing but that, but that's <laughs> my concern as well, is that yeah. this game, because it's Dark Souls but more, mm. XXL, which is great, it does mean that I'm probably going to be playing it for a long time, and there are mm. so many games coming out at the beginning of this year yeah. that I think I have yeah. maybe two or three weeks clearance before the next big game comes out that mm-hmm. I'm interested in, and yeah, that's going to be a real concern. But we've uh, done some extensive coverage on the channel already, if you want to see our thoughts and see it in action but yes the next Mm. adventure from from software is very much my most anticipated game of 2022 Mm. the listener slash patron voted uh most anticipated game of 2022 by which i mean the most mentioned game um in people's answers is horizon forbidden west Mm -hmm. yes now ashton I, don't I have know if a you feeling guys that know. you're the most, um, uh, you're you're the biggest fan of yeah. Horizon here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let uh, you talk about it. I don't know if you guys know, but they're bringing out a VR game. What? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. sure. God of War one. Yeah, the God of War. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suicide I, Squad, wasn't it? I'm <laughs> so excited for Horizon Forbidden West. I was going to put it as my most anticipated, but I also wanted to talk about God of War. So I was like, ah, uh, a trick. <laughs> I can talk about both. Um, I... I love Aloy. I love the world of Horizon. And I already bought the jumper from Insert Coin for Horizon Forbidden West about four or five months ago. The game's not even out yet. Um, Everything we've seen about it looks just so beautiful. Mm. And so, I mean, the combat in the first game was really well thought out anyway. There was obviously little tweaks that we would make, but... I think that the new one just looks so smooth. I mean, I'm going to be horrible at it and I probably will just run around and just try and sh- shoot it as quickly as possible. Um, but if you're a more tactical person, you might like try and tie down a beast or something, then maybe you might enjoy it even more than I might. Um, I am I just think it looks amazing. I'm excited for a new kind of um, landscape. We've had snowy, we've had desert. I'm excited for tropical Um and I'm excited to kind of see the the downtrodden landscape of the the old ones, um, like we did a bit in the first one. Because I think if we, mm. if I'm correct, this one's set in Seattle. No, that's on the east. Uh, isn't San it? Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Um, and we get to see some landscapes or landmarks even um, on mm. the landscape. So I'm excited. I can't wait. And that comes out next mm. month too. 
maybe hopefully um so i am going to be like a little hovel in my bedroom and never going to leave <laughs> until i finish the game because i'm very very excited for it Brilliant. so yeah i'm oh, nice. any of you any of you excited too or is it just uh yeah. me I'm Good. I'm excited. I'm you sad should. that it's it's a cross gen game in a very selfish way because mm. I would love to see what it could do if it was from the ground up for for next gen. But uh, mm. I really loved the first one. I was particularly mm. enamored by the story in the first one, and I have left it way too late to replay it in time for in time for Forbidden West to come out. So I'll probably have to watch a YouTube recap. But I am really looking forward to it. It is just sort of at the back of my mind though. Uh, I feel the same way about it that I think I feel about God of War, which is that the first games in both of those series were really, really good. But the second one, it feels like, and this is not a criticism necessarily, more of the same. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. it's it's slightly harder for me to be as excited about it as I would perhaps uh, an entry in a series that we've never had before or like a, a brand new game. Uh, but it it looks yeah. fantastic. It looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still need to play the first one, and it, yeah. it's one of many that James. I need to get on top of. But yeah, um, it does look very exciting, even though I've not even like played it. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up on that. Like some point in 2025 for this race, yeah. can I? <laughs> get there eventually. Yeah. Get there eventually. Mm. Uh, speaking of getting there eventually, it's time mm-hmm. to talk about the games of the year for 2021. Mm. Now, if you're a patron over at mm. patreon.com forward slash forward slash team triple jump, you'll have seen <laughs> a, uh, a post go up before Christmas. People were then asked to submit their three favorite games of 2021. I then took all of those games and put them into a spreadsheet. The 10 most mentioned games were then put into a poll, and then that was a brand new Patreon post where people could vote, they only had one vote, for their favourite game of the year out of those 10 games. So people asking why such and such isn't included, or even, well, wasn't included in the poll and may not have even been, well, definitely wouldn't have been in this top five, it's because the patrons didn't nominate it, or Mm. not enough of them nominated uh, it for it to... Uh, make it into the the top five so how this is going to work peter's going to uh kick us off with his number five but we're also going to go through the game of the year listener voted top five at the same time it will make sense i promise there's a lot of rules <laughs> are you ready no, yeah know. maybe here we go here we go yes. the listener voted number five game of the year for 2021 is unpacking ah Nice. Wild I've played entry. unpacking. I know Ashton has. Mm. It's good, played it right? Again this week, yeah. Um, it's actually, nice. it's actually my number five as well. Oh, um, oh. you just jumped ahead. Just jumped I right just, in. I thought Spoilers. you asked me, and you kind of, and I, I didn't want to lie to you, and then in a minute go, oh, it's actually my number five too. Yeah. So I thought I just <laughs> may as well. I don't have to talk about it right now. I can wait until someone else talks about it. But I just thought, you know. It's my number five as well. I love okay. this game. I played it this week again because when we were talking about like sorting this out, I saw Unpacking was getting mentioned a lot on Patreon. I thought, oh, I really want to play that game again. So I re-downloaded it. I played through the whole thing in one <laughs> evening and I had just a great time. This game is, it just like scratches my brain right. It's just nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short game and, you know, it takes a couple of hours to finish, but Every time, uh, but it means I can play it as much as I want. Like I just get, go back and, and give again. it another go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I am really sad they're not going to make any more content for it. The story itself that it tells is really well crafted as well. And it really, mm. you don't have to tell a story really obviously to make it kind of obvious what the story is. Like you go um, back and forth a bit in terms of like, where are you? What's this person doing? And you're with the same character the whole way through, but you never actually see them. Um, and it does it so well. Like it's so small little details that you realize. Like at one point you have to put your like um, university degree that's nice and framed. You move in with a partner and they haven't cleared any room for it and it has to go under the bed. And I was like, this man does not deserve me. If he's going to make me put my university degree under my bed, are you joking? <laughs> um so it's like one of those things where you think, yeah, I hate this guy. I hate him. He's made me put a university degree under my bed. So it's like little things that are kind of really well done. Mm. Um, like I say, I'm sad they're not planning on adding any more content to it. They've said like outright that the game is finished. There's no more that's going to kind of happen. Mm. Um, so it's totally fine. Um, but I am sad about it. And I love unpacking. I think if you're the kind of person who loves it, like a chill game, mm. you really like unpacking. So. Looks nice, yeah. I yeah. I keep meaning to give it a go, especially given it's so short. You know, it would be mm. so easy just to quickly jump in and and give it a go. Yeah. Um, we've got some little little quotes here from the people who voted for it. John Bent says, "Chill AF," but tells a good story. Yeah, yeah. and Aaron May right. said, "Made my brain do the happy dance." Oh, <laughs> That's how I feel too. That's great. What was your number five, Peter? As soon as I jumped in, <laughs> number five. Was unpacking? No, it wasn't unpacking. Uh, <laughs> my number five was Kana Bridge of Spirits. Mm. Uh, I was really just pleasantly surprised by this game. Um, I think when it was first shown off, I thought it looks great, except I'm not sure about the, uh, what were they called? The Rot. The I thought rot, they yeah. just looked like over, over, not over engineered, but just kind of designed by committee cute let's sell some merch kind of <laughs> kind of creatures like porgs, porgs or whatever. Yeah, porgs. yeah porgs um so i was like mm, don't know about that and i'm concerned that they're gonna have like a massive focus on the game and when it came out i mean they mm. they do have a big focus because that's what kind of you're going around collecting but it's not they don't kind of get in the way and i continue to think that i don't like how they're designed i think they're too they're overly cute um, but they didn't they didn't sort of hamper the experience for me. So really, all I thought was this is an amazing um, kind of first uh, step by the studio, and I was absolutely in love with the soundtrack. It's definitely my favorite soundtrack of the year from from games. Mm. Um, and I uh, it it still it, it surprised me in a couple of ways. Firstly, as I say, I think from that studio it being their first game, I was blown away in that sense i thought well that's that's really well done uh considering they'd not released a game before but also yeah. looking at it when it was being promoted i think i had in my head the sort of game it would be and then when it was released i thought the story and the world design uh, the kind of the world building was more unique it wasn't as kind of cookie cutter or like tropey mm -hmm. as i would expect and i thought the whole kind of spirit world thing that they created as a story team was genuinely like really interesting and and not you know i, I just thought it might be a, a girl going through the jungle maybe like looking for artifacts or maybe like looking for animals or just you know something that we've kind of done before in different games but you know the 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 whole spirit journey thing and and helping these 
lost souls I thought was a really interesting thing and uh, so in that sense mm. it, surprised, it surprised me as well so I think it was uh, a really great um, game from a studio that we didn't necessarily expect a lot from so I, I couldn't not at least give it a number five spot mm. for me awesome yeah James Jenkins. James. Well, um, this would have been slightly different had I finished a game I am currently playing in time, but um, instead, number five, I feel like this is a a given being like the the Xbox correspondent kind of. (laughs) Halo Infinite is my my number five. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, it's, um, it's... it's a lot of fun. It's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Like the 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 fact that they've managed to just make like uh, Halo like the original sort of trilogy and really sort of harken back to that. And especially given all of the uh, troubles, like very public sort of troubles over like yes. uh, being delayed for over a year, sort of thing. Um, that's that was actually you know quite quite impressive and. Yeah, it's it's one of those where, admittedly, I'm not the sort of the biggest sort of Halo fan for like the lore stuff and um, the overall the overarching story, but um, the gameplay is just so like buttery smooth. It's just the same sort of the the best sort of like version of Halo that you sort of remember it being. Really, um, I I was sort of like I was raised on Halo Three. Um, that was like my sort of bread and butter for a long while um back when it came out and it just it just reminds me so much like the single player and multiplayer as well i mean the 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 big things for infinite that uh it had going for it was like i mean a it was like an open world thing which honestly i i thought that was quite interesting at first but the open world isn't really like anything too special apart from the fact that it's halo doing it if that makes sense. So it's mm. just, you know, you've got like some side uh, distractions and some are very sort of, you know, ancillary and some are quite interesting. Like I really like the, um, they're essentially like bounties that you can do and like, you know, sort of hunt down the world's most deadliest grunt. There are about like three or four <laughs> right. of them, which is hilarious. And um, each each time you do one of those, you get like a special um, covenant weapon, like variant. Of that Craig weapon. is in there, right? Somewhere Craig is Oh, he's, he's there. He's definitely there. We, he hasn't <laughs> been mentioned because he's so, like, you know, underground right now. They think he's dead, but no, no. Is wait, he wait he is the in there, though, right? Is an Easter egg? Craig, the grunt that everyone I, kicked off about? This is the thing. The brute, I, sorry, yeah. Yeah, he's he's not in there, like, in an obvious way, but I really hope there's, like, a um, an Easter egg or something. Oh, man, I thought because I heard something that he was in there. They, 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 they wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> It wouldn't yeah. surprise me because they've done big Easter eggs. Be- well, I say big. They've done like little hidden Easter eggs before where like you can, if mm. you go way almost, it's like you're out of bounds, but you can actually just get there. You don't have to like glitch your way, but you're going way off the beaten path mm. in a linear Halo game. Sometimes you'll, uh, there's a couple of grunts that you can find in, I think, Halo 2 and Halo 3 that will just like call you an idiot and stuff. And <laughs> they'll just like kind of like chat rubbish to you and um <laughs> amazing uh, I mean, so it, it wouldn't surprise me if craig was in there somewhere yeah the the way they hide the skulls i mean in in yeah. past halo games is just yeah exactly the same way it's like and that's meant to be you know you're meant to find those those are meant to be mm. like easter eggs yeah. um but yeah the, the other big thing uh i really really enjoyed with halo infinite was the uh the grapple hook it's it's so good it just 
seems like um, it, it was a perfect fit. It's such a perfect fit that it seems like it was always there. Um, like Ashton. Hey. hey. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, that's like a compliment. A grapple hook. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, the, the grapple hook is like, it's just adds so much to the movement and you can yeah you can like grab weapons and far away you can grab like uh barrels and stuff you can hijack vehicles and it just fits in really nicely um and yeah just just a lot of fun the the multiplayer as well um because it's it's a hard one to like sort of judge i sort of like putting in a campaign and the multiplayer all as one here um yeah even though it's sort of like released in sort of uh dribs and drabs um but yeah, the the multiplayer. While they've got like quite publicly sort of issues with the um, with progression and you know season passes and <sighs> season passes are very you know hit and miss in that sort of respect. Um, but the actual game itself, like just jumping into a multiplayer game, just feels so much fun. And mm. yeah, the game like to come with... from come back from that. Mm. Ropey star. It's it's almost like the Sonic movie of Halo games. <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> Had like a bad demo or yeah, you know, trailer or whatever it was, gameplay trailer, and everyone was like, "No," and I said, "Okay, we'll go, we'll, <laughs> we'll fix, fix it. it." Fine, all right then. <laughs> Poor yeah, Craig. I mean, yeah, a lot of parallels are both about rings, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, we haven't seen Master yeah, Chief's face. It could be. Yeah. So. No, that's true. <gasps> I think he's got teeth. Sonic, Master Chief. Yeah, Sonic's it's, it's OG prequel. Sonic. Of course, he's got <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my Shorten. number five. Yeah, my number five. Um, <laughs> Is also Halo Infinite. Oh, uh, nice. Over the break, I set myself homework and I was going to take advantage of my Game Pass subscription and my Series S to play through as many of the Halo games as I could, having never played them before. And I played through the original trilogy mm-hmm. and then watched a big, well, a few big uh, story recaps before hopping mm. into Infinite because I was just thinking, I'm, I'm running out of time. <laughs> I need to play <laughs> yeah. this game. And then after finishing Infinite, I went back and played Reach and ODST. So I've played through all the, the good hits, ones, so it's to speak. Halo yeah, Halo I haven't Halo. touched four and five. Um, Infinite, though, was so fun. It was yeah. such a fun, fun game. And I realized four and five probably brought in these modernizations, but certainly jumping from the original trilogy to this mm. one, having... Mm the buttons be where I expect them to be in terms of reload and crouch Mm. and uh, throw grenade and that kind of thing. You know, that was, that made a big difference for me. The grappling hook is so good. It's the Mm. best grappling hook I've ever used in a game, especially an open world. Um, Once you learn how to use it, you can just zip around all over the place, reaching the high areas that you want. You shoot one guy in the face, you you bop another one on the nose, you stick a grenade <laughs> down a third one's throat, and then you grapple onto an enemy the other side of the map and just zoom over and smack him in the face as well. You feel like a super soldier. And admittedly, I was playing it on easy because I really did want to feel like a super soldier and not just a big boy who dies a lot. Um but it was like I was really surprised at not only how much fun it was, uh, but also how the story, while very brief, mm. was something that I could actually get invested in as someone mm. who hasn't played four and five. Um, a good. lot of callbacks. And uh, yeah, I didn't do much of the open world stuff. And as James said, there's it's a lot of like capture this point and yeah. 
kill this guy and collect this thing and that's fine you know the open worlds need that stuff uh but i just sort of went from story mission to story mission and mm. did some of the side stuff if it was on route but uh, i was very very impressed by this game especially after as you say its development cycle that we all know a lot about um mm-hmm. and i would recommend that people give it a go it was a fu- really fun shooter and it's been a long time since i played one of those Mm, I fully nice. intend to pick it up when they the release yeah. the co-op mode for the campaign. Um, mm. I think I'd have more fun playing it with someone else. So I'm waiting and then I'm going to play it. But I am excited. I think it does look really cool and everyone who's played it, like you guys have said, it's really good. So mm. I'm excited. I've said before that I uh, you know, loved 1 to 3, loved mm-hmm. Reach, quite enjoyed ODST. I mean, it was kind of a, its own I, thing. Well, I really, didn't like but, ODST yeah. that much. I yeah, I mean, it, it was my least favourite, but, you know, it was fine. It was just mm. like, a, it was almost like a Halo 3 expansion pack almost. Um, mm. But then it played 4 and it put me off and I didn't even bother with 5. But uh, <laughs> to hear now that it is such a kind of callback and a... It, it, you know it it scratches that itch of the original trilogy it's really got me up for giving it a go at some point when i when i'm able to so yeah i'll be trying it for sure land vehicles are still absolute bollocks though i don't know <laughs> i'm so used to that we are how we are still in this place where a pebble will flip your car i uh, just i i hate it so much i hate that it's in borderlands as well i, I just want to turn my I camera quite like it as well i want to turn I my like camera and drive i don't understand why i can't do that i don't want to steer with the camera i want to look <laughs> you around be concentrating on the road ben i hate it, it. yeah yeah i, I want to look over there you can actually i will say factor there there is an option where you can also make it so that you get assisted steering with the left stick so that you can have a small amount of camera control while you drive (laughs) but it still does end up swaying which direction you go so i did end up doing that and that that helped a lot but um god i hate those cars (laughs) I i hate them uh it's time for number four now um Right, we've all yeah, because we you yeah. did yeah. Uh, unpacking right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay. So number four from the listeners is a big old tie. Um, so I think we've just got one quote from each uh, game here. Three games tied. Uh, I'll say number one is uh, Halo Infinite, which we've just talked about, uh, but also Ratchet and Clank <laughs> Rift Apart, and It Takes Two. Mm. Oh, mm. Where's my a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan said, uh, Ryan Beeman said about Ratchet and Clank, childhood favourite and this game did not disappoint. Extremely well executed with all the usual charm and exceptional use of the new controller and hardware, which I think is very correct in all, in all forms in that sentence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, yeah, I really I, liked Ratchet oh, sorry, and Clank. Sorry, sorry, go on. No, sorry, I, I'm sorry. I really liked Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, mm. but I have to Same. say it did not make my top five, but not because it was a bad game and not because I didn't enjoy it when I was playing it, but simply because it has literally left my brain as soon as I finished it and I barely <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. Like, it, it it's... Yeah. It's good, and I enjoyed it when I was playing mm. it, but it's really left kind of no impact on me whatsoever. And I was speaking to my boyfriend yesterday about it, mm. um, and he is a big fan of Ratchet and Clank, played all the original PS3 games, has played every single game, and he was like, yeah, to be fair, I haven't really thought about it either. Right. Um, mm. And I think the issue is that it, it follows on from the three PS3 games um, that were released, but now, unless you have a PS3, you can't really play those games mm. very well. Um, so I think that's the issue is that we had a lot of games, the 2016 kind of remaster, if you will, um, 
isn't really anything to do with the new one if you had three the original uh, ps3 ones i think re-releasing those and then re-releasing um then releasing rift apart would have benefited a bit more but Mm. it is a good game and very very pretty so yeah i mean likewise i i played rift apart as well and had had an absolute blast like while playing Mm. it and it was amazing but it just like like you say, it just sort of left my brain afterwards. And yeah, as a fair point about like, I, I also had played the um, the 2016 uh, remake mm-hmm. um, just to sort of get up to speed. And turns out there's a whole bunch of stuff from uh, apparently like the PS3 games that I had no chance. I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was lost from the start <laughs> in that respect. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, Rift Apart was, it almost seems criminal to like sort of leave it out. I've also left it out. Sorry, sorry, Ratchet and Clank fans. <laughs> but but yeah, it, it was like definitely worth like an honorable mention. I'm glad it's got mentioned here as well. But mm. Yeah, uh, I, I feel the same. Uh, it's not made my list. Um, I think we've spoken about it on the podcast previously, actually, that mm. as much as I loved it, it did, I did finish it and then haven't thought about it since. Uh, and it was Poor a fantastic game. Clank. Really good. I didn't really play the PS3 ones at all, uh, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it and I ended up getting the Platinum in it and I would recommend mm. everyone. I would say it's a must-have PS5 game just because mm. it's Definitely. beautiful and not makes full yeah. use of the, the features. But... Yeah, just it just didn't didn't leave an impact the same way that the the other games on in my top five uh, have, and we will run through our honourable mentions before we we hit our number ones. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see it getting some love from the from the patrons for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. nice to see. I've always struggled a little bit with Ratchet and Clank because it seems like the kind of game that I should enjoy as a kind of mm-hmm. a mascot platformer kind of fan. But mm. it's it it's quite gun heavy it's quite there's a lot of shooting and combat in those games and that's not necessarily what i play that kind of genre for so i've never been a an enormous fan i appreciate what it did tech technologic tech tech wise tech (laughs) (laughs) technically speaking uh but uh you know um it it's uh it's never really been a series for me so um yeah it's good to see that it's getting some love but i guess all four of us are Mm. not weren't blown away by it uh, just wasn't top five material you know it's, yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's fine um <laughs> got a got another quote for um so on uh, halo infinite uh this quote's from callum's story he says a return to form for the series whilst not perfect its flaws are more than made up for by its lovable new characters and possibly the most fun combat to date yeah mm. and i, I yeah. agree with that rewind 15 minutes if you want to mm. hear more about yeah it. we've already <laughs> talked about halo <laughs> yeah and a quote from Michael Milan about It Takes Two. Played through it with my partner, and honestly, I think it made our relationship stronger. Beautiful oh, mix yeah. of gameplay. It's sort of an everything game. We loved it. Apart from the elephant murder. Apart um, from the murder. I yeah. think uh, It Takes Two was, was, a, was a phenomenally creative game. And mm. uh, long may Crazy Joseph continue to make his weird co-op games, quite frankly. Yeah, we may. It wouldn't surprise me if we talk about this more in depth later. It's probably mm. going to be at least one person's entry in their top five. So we could maybe maybe save the discussion for that. But um, should we do should we do number fours now? Yeah, I think it's time for your number four, Peter. 
Yeah, okay. Well, mine is... Um, which one was it? Oh, Little Nightmares 2. Hey. Uh, mm. Which is a game I forgot came out this year. Because I think it was quite... It must have been, <laughs> been quite early on. a long year, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been a long time. Well, I think Ratchet and Clank was quite early in the year as well, wasn't it? Yeah, um, very, like February maybe? Yeah. Actually. It must have been. First but, uh, quarter, definitely. Yeah. I loved Little Nightmares 2. And not just as a fan of Little Nightmares 1. I think that uh, that that sort of inside limbo little nightmares sort of genre where you've got no HUD, um, limited controls, and you're just kind of side-scrolling your way through physics-based puzzles and just exploring a world. I think there's just... I want more and more of those games. And there's that one coming out. Is it this year it's coming out? The one with the, the man and the dog? I've forgotten mm, the name of it I now. think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Summerville. Oh, I was going to say Summerfield, yeah. but that's that's a, is, yeah, that's a supermarket, yeah. isn't it? It is a supermarket, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to see more and more of those because, I mean, certainly for me, something I've discovered this year is that I've just had less and less time to play games and to have those nice, neat little you know, experiences that I can get through in a few hours and yet still be really taken in by an interesting story and an interesting world um, and, you know, have emotions generated in me, whether it's sort of grief and, you know, kind Mm of, well, fear, actually. There's some of the monsters in that uh, game were pretty harrowing. I think that's a great thing for people who are perhaps in the in the, that position, uh, like me, who don't have time necessarily to yeah. explore the open world of Red Dead Redemption Two, or you know, fully immerse themselves in the story of GTA Five. So, uh, I, as I say, I'm a big fan of Little Nightmares One. So it helps that it was a sequel mm. to a game that I really love, or a prequel, as it turns out. Spoilers, um, but oh, I you can't say uh, that after. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It's been out for a year, which is fine. Uh, and maybe it was already announced that it was a prequel before the game came out, but I didn't know, and I learned that as we played. But um, uh, but but that aside, as I say, even if it hadn't been a sequel to Little Nightmares 1, I think I would have always loved that game for what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, that that art style, the uh, you know Tim Burton-style horror, um, it's all fantastic, and it... it it was yeah. more of the same, as we were saying about um, Horizon and God of War this year, more of the same. But sometimes that's exactly what you want if you are a fan of a certain franchise. So uh, I'd love there to be a third. Mm. Probably won't be because of acquisitions. But yeah. never mind. Mm. That's sad. Yeah. I had a moment of panic where I looked it up to see when it was released. And when I went on Google, you know, it has the little like sidebar about like the information. Yeah. Said it was released on the 9th of December, 2020. False. And I was like, oh no. And then I clicked on the, the Wikipedia page. It's released on the 11th of February, 2021. And yeah. I had like a moment where I was like, oh my God, I, I thought this game was released in 2021. <laughs> it doesn't even, it doesn't fit. Um, but it's fine. It is actually allowed. They are so. often wrong on Wikipedia. I don't mm. know yeah, why. I think it's yeah. like if a demo came out, it's like initial release on this, but that's not yeah. that's not what we yeah. need. Thank you, though. The algorithm yeah. is easily confused. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Should I go next? Yeah. Please do. Well, my number four, I was going to say I'm embarrassed about it, but you know <laughs> what? I'm going to own it. I've talked about this yeah. game a lot this year. Um, it be. took up <laughs> a lot of my time. And I first of all, I was like, man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be playing this. You know, this there's better games out there that I should pick up, but I never did because this game had me by the by the throat. Like it just sent mm-hmm. me 
just every night is all I played. It's Far Cry Six. Okay. Oh. And I, I was really Project worried Makeover. it was going to be Project Maker. I <laughs> genuinely thought it was going to be Project Maker. <laughs> no, that was that wasn't released this year. No. So no, yeah. I thought um, it was going to be Far Cry. But I could see on Ben's face. <laughs> I know. It's ever present. It's released every year. <laughs> I mean, if it would, if it was released mm. this year, it probably, it probably would be number one. It's definitely on most hours in it, but uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> that's the, that's even more embarrassing than Far Cry Six. Um, I loved this game. I could no. not put it down. It was kind of everything I think I needed at the point when it came out. It was a game that I could just mindlessly run around in. Mm. The story is nowhere near the best story that Far Cry's <laughs> even like. Far Cry's ever produced it's decent it's fine it's really not the part about the game that I really loved I just loved running around in the environment it's so pretty it's a, such a nice hot island and I think I was just you know I'm always cold and that felt like something that was going to make <laughs> me feel good um and I really like the gameplay I think it's buggy as all hell but I will say actually I played the PS4 version of this game for the most part of playing this game. But over the Christmas when I was here, I played it on the PS5. Um, annoyingly that my save wouldn't carry over because PS4 and PS5 saves don't work together. If I got a different version of the game, it basically just is like, you've never that's played strange. this game before. It's really yeah, annoying. Um, but yeah. when I played the PS4 version on my PS5, I encountered more bugs than I did just playing it on my PS4. I yeah. didn't encounter... <laughs> really any massive bugs on my ps4 there was never like mm. being flung in the air there wasn't a lot of like weird moments but when i played it on the ps5 as soon as i picked it up and we got in a plane uh, the plane exploded i was flung into the air and mb died like there was just this weird moment i was like this has never happened to me before this is really strange so, so i don't know if it's something about playing it on the ps5 that just breaks this game but playing on the ps4 was much less buggy than it was on the ps5 which is i don't i can't explain why but that's my experience with it anyway maybe it's an um, ubisoft thing i don't know maybe, maybe they're just ubisoft swinging thing. all the way the other way because i know assassin's creed valhalla was kind of broken for a lot of people on last mm. gen and then on the mm. the newer gen consoles it ran fine and then for mm. far cry 6 they just thought you know what let's let's completely flip up the next gen <laughs> versions and have fun yeah. with that we're not going to get any criticism about it yeah. not working on last gen it's going to work really well on last gen for new yeah. gen i'm sorry about it um <laughs> two wrongs make yeah. it right yeah there's obviously a typical ubisoft filler the map was massive i i haven't even yeah. like uncovered all of the map but i i really enjoy playing this game the end game mm. content is crap i'll be honest um all of the villain dlc that they kind of teased and were really excited about it's all just kind of mini roguelikes for each of the uh they're called like insanity levels or ones like control levels or something um we haven't we've only done the what's the vast one so far um but the pagan min one the uh, trophies came out like before the actual dlc's released and it's exactly the same as the vast one just about Mm. pagan min instead um so yeah, the end game content is lacking, but I really enjoyed playing this game and I am done being embarrassed of enjoying <laughs> Far Cry 6. Excellent. Everyone's like, embrace well, it. And I, you know what? I am. You shouldn't be I'm a Ubisoft. Yeah. I am a slag for Ubisoft and I'm going to go with that for the future. <laughs> There's so. got to be a better way to put that. <laughs> yeah. There simply isn't. Potentially. 
And if there is, I don't want to think about it. So I'm going to go with that. Um, but yeah, my number four is Far Cry 6. Nice. I mean, yeah, like if, if a game's sort of buggy, but you're having fun with the bugs. I mean, I mm. absolutely love Skyrim and it's still buggy as hell. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. despite being released 50 million times. So, yeah. You know. Far Cry 6 I is nearly... comfort food, right? Yeah. Yeah. I debate, well, we're going to do some honorable mentions later on in the podcast. And I uh, debated including <laughs> GTA 3 in there just because <laughs> oh, for yes. kind of similar reasons. Like, it's, yeah. it was super buggy, but I kind of really enjoyed myself almost all the way through that game. And I played it religiously just like night mm. after night to get it done mm. and, and not in a kind of chore sort of way it was i think it started that way when i started to get frustrated at the very beginning and thought oh i'm just going to power through and get it done and then very quickly i thought it's kind of just silly and it's providing me with loads of twitter content so yeah. i'm just gonna enjoy it i enjoyed um, the feed of uh buggy videos clips mm, yeah did. yeah <laughs> uh so is it Mr. James Jenkins uh, next. What's your number four? May well be. So number four. Um, I should have said before, but like my my like first three are all pretty interchangeable anyway. But mm. my number four is um, Metroid Dread, which uh, yeah. I mean mm. came out of nowhere from not even being sort of confirmed from the start of the year. I believe. I think it was a uh, sort of a Nintendo Direct like shortly uh, around E3, or it might have even been later. Anyway, Metroid Dread. Came out of nowhere, and I, I wasn't sort of too far into the the Metroidvania sort of buzz until I played, you know, spoiler alert for an honorable mention, but um, Hollow Knight um, mm. on Philip's recommendation. And I think that sort of lined up neatly into sort of getting me prepared and into that mindset of, you know, getting back into like a, a proper sort of Metroid-style game. And then, bam, there's a new actually new like entry into the the 2d sort of main series and out of nowhere and and yeah it was, it was fantastic like the it's got all of like the classic sort of formula that you do expect it's refined some combat and um you know from from sort of like recent games of uh being like remakes of older ones or sort of spin-offs so you've got like a melee counter for example to make things a little bit um easier when you're sort of running you can just like hit something and then just um blast them away um instead of just like being frustrated like why can't i hit these things i know i've got a big gun on my arm but why can't i use it to clobber them you know Mm. um Mm. but yeah that and like the the big thing for me was like the incredible level design because they got that wrong i mean that is kind of like the whole bread and butter of like a metroidvania it's having that um sort of level design that slowly sort of opens up to you and then you get a new secret and then you check back to older places that you couldn't find um you know just just keep exploring and it was really well done in this game but it was weird because i felt like it was uh sort of it gave the impression that you were lost a lot of the time but then after a while i started to figure out uh, hang on it's kind of linear in a sense because it does a lot of like blocking off previous pathways like you know point of no return sort of thing you you get uh through that point and you think okay well there's only like maybe two places i can go now but in a way like i don't know i've gone back and forth whether that's a good thing or a bad thing and that you know you might like it being a bit more open like say hollow knight um but in a way it's just genius level design because you're you're 
being sort of funneled but still given enough freedom and and said like yeah you 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 have discovered this yourself it you know the game's making you think you're a genius in that sense <laughs> um but yeah it's just just incredible like uh a couple of great throwbacks to like classic metroid games as well which i won't spoil um and yeah the only the only real complaint i have it i mean um well actually first of all like um not a complaint but it is quite a short game uh it's kind of that sort of thing though it's kind of like intended to be replayed and people already like trying to sequence break stuff and like you know complete the game in less than i think it's like four hours for like the best ending um and yeah that's that's nice again like like uh peter you were saying earlier like it's it's nice to have a game that's quite short and compact and you can just sort of breeze through Mm. um took me about like 12 hours or so uh the only thing that i really didn't enjoy that much was the whole sort of selling point of it you know the the dread aspect the severity's robots called emmys like e-m-m-i um and they sort of there are areas of each like main map that are patrolled by these emmys and that's meant to be like the sort of stealth sections and until you can figure out and find a way to sort of beat them in each one you've got to like be quite sneaky or just run like hell and i just thought that killed the pace a little bit sometimes you just got mm-hmm. a bit right. more frustrating towards the end but i mean overall it was just really like it's immaculate sort of metro game oh. excellent yeah oh good yeah. it uh a lot of people ended up <clears throat> excuse me liking that game as well i think it did actually make it into our poll uh but didn't quite mm. crack the top five so ah, a lot of love a lot of love for metroid dread yeah yeah uh bp What's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Deathloop. <clears throat> and oh, yeah. This is a game Lovely. that I played quite recently, and uh, I sort of ignored because I'm not a big fan of roguelikes, but this is a roguelike in sort of the loosest possible mm. sense in that it loops, but you once you get past sort of the opening couple of hours, you can save your weapons and various mm. other important things like that and once you start being able to do that and up until that point i wasn't really liking the game much you sort of feel like a a god basically Mm. and you are so powerful that you can just run through levels and you get obviously your dishonored style um powers from killing these uh eight people um that you need to kill that's the goal to sort of break the loop is that these people are stuck on this time looping island and if you can take them all out in one day then you can escape and it's a really interesting and intriguing concept and uh you know the voice acting is brilliant as well i think everyone is is so good in that game the guy who plays uh is it colt you play Mm -hmm. as colt don't you um, I think it's his first video game acting role, or maybe his first acting role. It's one of the two, and That's he's incredible. so good. He is so yeah. good, and I was really sucked in. Like it's such a cool alternative sort of seventies kind of vibe uh, to how everything's mm. designed, and I ended up really, really enjoying it. The ending was a phenomenal letdown for me because I. And I'm, I know I'm not alone in this, and I won't go into mm-hmm. specifics, but I felt like it did not pay off on the promise of the premise at all, um, because there's so many right. notes and audio logs yeah. and messages and things that you can read and discover that fill out and flesh out this world, and it's so fascinating and how maybe it ties into the Dishonored world, maybe it doesn't. And the ending is just sort of like, 
there you go. Thanks for playing. Cheers. <laughs> and it was such a shame. But the strength of the experience as a whole was so pristine. And I did have a couple of bugs, but not many, that I just mm. I can't recommend it enough. And I'm certain it'll be coming to um, Xbox, obviously, at some point this year, perhaps, once the yeah. exclusivity with uh, PlayStation runs out due to the whole Bethesda thing. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. People need to play this game. It's it's really, really good, even if you're not into the whole looping aspect. Once you get those first couple of hours out of the way, which I know is a big ask because time is finite, um, you will probably really enjoy it. It's a great game. Mm. Mm. But but time loops, Ben. It's fine. Yeah, sure. Time is you not get those two hours back tomorrow and you do it again. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. finish. Sure it's how it works. Yeah. Oh no. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, it's time for number three, everybody. Yes. Really rattling Ooh. through these. It is. Number three, as voted for by the listeners slash patrons, is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. What did the audience have to say about this, James Jenkins? Well, uh, we've, we've only got one quote from uh, Dan Amos. So he says, uh, although I wanted to play them, I never did until this. I was expecting to be underwhelmed after years of it being hyped up, but I was wrong. I really can see what the fuss was about. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Has anyone else played this this year? Oh, I've not, and it's something no. I really want to do. I, I'm one of those people who missed them at the time, and I've mm. always wanted to play them because I love a space opera, I love, I love sci-fi games, and uh, everything that I know about these games seems uh, exciting. Well... Maybe not everything. I know they've had a couple of missteps, but um, <laughs> uh, I absolutely want to give give it a go. But I haven't got around to it yeah. yet. But I will yeah. do. It. Um, I saw some exciting news. I think just this week that uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming to Xbox Game Pass this month, yeah. which oh, is, is huge because, like, I 
I had it on like a list of do I don't I get it for like around Christmas time or mm. you know do I ask a relative to buy it and um, yeah now pff, glad I didn't get it yeah gonna be Google free in it gonna get it for free part <laughs> of the subscription nice easy, easy. Uh, I did play it and uh, I thought it was fantastic. I spoke ad nauseum about it on the podcast as I made my way through one, two, and three. Um, I think they hold up really well. One is definitely the weakest for me, two is fantastic, and three is just the most polished gameplay wise, I would Mm say. Um, Love them. Can't recommend them enough. Really, really good. Uh, I do tend to, with my games of the year, as in previous years, I go with my heart and the games that mean the most to me. <laughs> so I decided, arbitrarily, although Mass Effect Legendary Edition is definitely one of the best games I've played this year, it's actually not on my list. Mm. So I want to give it all the all the props here. It's it's very, very good. And yeah. uh, if you have Game Pass, you should play it. Mm-hmm. You should play Get it. Get on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Peter. I'll do my number four then. My number four. Number three. Number, number three. three. I mean, number three is what I meant to say, yeah. Uh, we'll go around is, again. Uh, it takes two. Mm. Um, nice. So I remember at the time when we were coming to the end of this, when we played it through on stream, um, it might have even been after the camera was turned, when we finished the stream itself. I think I said when we finished it, it was like, that was really good. I think that might be, mm. might be top five games of the year material. And I think you guys were surprised. You were like, what? All you've done is like yell at Joseph all the way through. <laughs> it's not the best, uh, the best, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, situation, uh, environment yeah, to, to experience that game. Yeah, or to maybe. maybe give like a completely genuine response. Obviously when we're, I mean, I'm not saying that we we sort of lie or we're, that we're false on, uh, on stream or on camera or anything. Mm. But I think, you know, you in that situation you kind of you all play up to each other and you know if if things are winding you up you get more wound up and and things like that (laughs) but really you know if i talk about how i genuinely felt about it i thought it was very um i don't know innovative but it was it was nice to have that it was creative i suppose and it had the Mm. variety in it and you know credit where it's due joseph said we wouldn't get bored and maybe i got bored within one or two specific segments like oh now you have this ability yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, now you have this ability and you know you've you've had it for the past 15 minutes oh half an Mm. hour um but what he clearly meant by that is there's always going to be something new for you to do around the corner. Mm. And that was very much the case. And that's one of the things I loved the most about the game. I also thought it was very pretty. Um, Mm. I really quite liked the art direction. Um, I think the only thing that let it down for me was the, just the way people sort of behaved um, Mm. generally, not just the way they spoke and the things they said, but even just their actions and the decisions that were being made. It was a very strange thing story-wise um, you know, ultimately, it was it, it kind of had a heartwarming thing to mm. it at the end, a heartwarming conclusion. But uh, you know, the book was an asshole, but he was probably <laughs> supposed to be. Um, and uh, you know, worst parents of the year award. I think if we were doing a podcast on that, it would be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I think it's a very clever game, and it's the kind of game that you could play with perhaps a somewhat something of a non-gamer friend you know mm. you could kind of walk them through it and be with them and just enjoy it as a 
as a pair. So uh, I think there's a lot yeah. to be said for It Takes Two. I play, I've played it twice now, once mm-hmm. with my partner and once with you guys. And I think on <clears> playing it the second time, I think I didn't enjoy it. I think when right. I look back at it, I just I just don't look back at it and be like, oh, I had a really good time playing that game. <laughs> I think I probably did have moments where I was like, this is really fun. But then I kind of looked back on it after the second time and I was like, I just don't feel like I had fun. I feel no. like I played it because oh. I wanted to like see what was next. But I do feel like that maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as I think I thought I did. Um, mm. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's because I played it twice and I kind of got an extra look at like how awful these characters are. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the voice acting is wonky most of the time as well. Um, but I don't know, in playing it the first time, I was really excited that the new things were happening. And like you say, there's always something new to do. Yeah. Um, and there's things to find and mini games to play and stuff. But I do think yeah. looking back on the second time I played it, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it oh. very much, I don't think. I know if that's just me, because I know you played it twice, Ben, but... Yeah, well, I was about to partially agree in that uh, the first time through was still, I think, quite a magical experience, even Mm. if it was a case of, (laughs) oh, God, what's Joseph going to throw at us now? Um, But, yeah, the second time through was was harder, admittedly, Mm. and uh, I got the platinum by myself. So for the last few trophies, I I had to just use two controllers (laughs) because the person I was playing with wasn't there. Um, and so going through it again had far less impact, I think, and only served to just sort of perhaps highlight quite how long some of the sections are. Mm. But on the whole, especially as a, as a one and done game, play through it once. I think it's, I think it's exceptional. I think it's really, really, as you said, Peter, it's so creative that, um, I would, I just can't wait to see what he does next. Yeah. And for context that for those who don't remember, that was my first playthrough on stream so yeah. that that was my my initial run so maybe if i played it a second time i'd feel the same i can almost imagine that actually if i kind of in my head imagine going through that again i can kind of mm. see see where you're coming from but yeah as as you mm. say as a one and done i think it was genuinely a, a very clever game very enjoyable yeah and if any game publishers are listening, I want you to make more like It Takes Two and not less like It Takes Two because I didn't yeah. necessarily enjoy it the second time because I want more games that I can play oh. in that environment. So like co-op. Just please. Yeah, co-op, absolutely. split screen, mm. like online co-op, local co-op would just be... Yeah. A bit of couch co-op is, it never goes amiss, you know? Yeah. So yeah, nice to see more. Six for me. Yeah. 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 And of well, course, it won the uh, the Game Awards oh, Game yeah. of the Year, didn't it? Yeah, it did. go off, Joseph. So proud of him. <laughs> hey, the um, ultimate uh, redemption act. Ashton. Yeah. So my number three, um, I is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, I excellent. we we know from the podcast that I had a couple of issues playing Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy at the beginning. I didn't enjoy the mm. combat. I thought there was too much going on, and I really hated Rocket. But as I finished the game and as I got through it, the story is just amazing. I love the story of it. Um, and the gameplay, I still don't love the combat. I still think it's pretty chaotic mm. and difficult to kind of see what's going on a lot of the time. But yeah. the characters and the writing was just unbelievably compelling. The voice acting across the board was brilliant yeah and mm. i and it, visually it's very pretty um 
and I really enjoyed it. And I think that having finished it now and the soundtrack and everything that I played through, I just think it's a very well done game. I think maybe if you're not me, you might have been, I mean, I know Ben really enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure you'll talk about it in in this uh, mm. podcast. But um, <laughs> I I think it, maybe it's just a me thing, but I've heard some people talk about like the combat being a bit too much as well. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy and I won't go into too much because... I know that it's coming up again in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I just wanted to, um, yeah, I, I have no doubt it'll come up soon. But yeah, I just wanted to mention as well uh, that I, I've almost got to the end of it. I'm like maybe chapter 13 or Ooh. so. Just an absolute blast playing for that game. Mm-hmm. I absolutely sort of uh, agree with that. Like the, I love the fact that there's almost too much banter when you're going through. You found like yeah, yeah I, feel I miss like things. It's, I, I had to stop. Yeah, you missed yeah. things, right? I didn't yeah. want to, didn't want it to skip. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I'm, <laughs> I've missed. Um, you know where you make the choice what you're going to say next because I, I want to wait until yeah. the last second, mm. and then uh, there were a couple of times where I just missed it because I was listening to what was oh, being I did said. Because mm. occasionally, yeah. if you if you answer too soon, he'll just cut them off. Sometimes yeah. he won't. If you leave it long enough, he, you know, you have to leave it right to the end. But yeah, it's the ultimate game of chicken <laughs> dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like just, just really love that. And also, like the soundtrack, just oh, absolute bangers. Yeah, very oh. good. Even I always the original got sad stuff with the yeah. fake rock yeah. band. Mm. Yeah. I always got sad when it like would cut off like a good seventies tune to play like some mm. ambient music. I'm always like, no, bring back Rick Astley. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. There's nothing yeah. like, yeah, you're expecting some like um, uplifting, like really sort of 80s hard rock to kick in during a battle after you do like a little huddle and then bam, Rick Astley. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James, what was your number numero trois? My numero, <laughs> are, we, are we on trois or num- numero? Uh... We're on three. Oh, yeah, that three. is three, of course, of yeah. course. Um, I did French at school. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is uh, Age of Empires 4. And this mm. really was unexpected for me. Mm. Um, in that, I mean, I, I quite enjoy the odd sort of, you know, ponderous strategy game. Uh, although there's nothing ponderous about this. It's too fast. <laughs> it's very hectic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hadn't really played Age of Empires 2, which is like the big sort of cult classic of the series. And one that this sort of takes a lot of cues from. Uh, I hadn't played that like at the time it came out, played a little bit of it, bit of it in the past, but man, Age of Empires 4, just a really great like throwback to like the old RTS, like real time strategy sort of game. And you don't see a lot of it these days. And it's um, just a lot of fun. Like it seemed super satisfying to get your head around it, quite a little bit of a, like a learning curve, especially if you end up going, I, I went all in and I ended up getting quite deep into like the online play as well to mm-hmm. the point where youtube was um recommending me a lot of uh, age of empires 4 build order guides i'm like god this has Ooh. to stop <laughs> this is too much um but yeah super satisfying like there are only eight civilizations which seems like especially when i found out, i think age of empires 2 has like something like 30 or 40 it's ridiculous but like it seems quite small, but you have like so many unique mechanics for each one that they've really made like the different civs seem a lot more different, and you even like change like your play style with it. Um, so yeah, just just really cool. I mean, a, a lot of fun to like jump back into that style of game that you haven't seen in a while. Um, 
Well, was, I loved yeah, two. And, two oh, was excellent. Yeah, yeah. You played a bit of uh, Age of Empires too. Yeah, it's it. This definitely feels like it calls back to that game more than anything else, and just sort of updates mm. it. So, yeah, I think for for fans of the series, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will have enjoyed it as well. Oh, that's what I was going to say as well. The um, there is like uh, several like single player campaigns that you can go through um just like throughout history um recount like big battles and and sort of events and um but what might Did be the like most the delightful thing videos oh my god i love the little mini documentary <laughs> videos they're so good they are so good i never they're, watched that they're just I little heard about it though little yeah. history channel like snippets like history channel style snippets um or like a bbc documentary and you just get rewarded with that um like oh, nice. after most missions like a new one that's yeah, hmm. really fun really good excellent excellent glad to hear it be pops hmm. yes B-pops. what's your number three my number three um it was really tough to put together i don't know if you guys had the same issue but mm. it was really tough to decide what did and yeah. didn't make sort of the the lower three in my mm. top five this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but after some umming and ahhing, my number three is Persona 5 Strikers, which did oh, come out this year, no. even though it feels Striker. like a lifetime ago. <laughs> it came out in Japan mm. last year, two years ago. Yeah, Google would say it came <laughs> oh, out God. in like 2019. Yeah, or something like that. But it came out here in, in 2021. Uh, it's free on PlayStation Plus this month. So uh, if you're remotely interested, oh, go and play it. Yes. It's a Musou game. This has been a year of firsts for genres for me. Don't really like roguelikes. Played a few roguelikes. Actually ended up liking them. Uh, <laughs> never really played Musou games like your Dynasty Warriors and so on. Slap a Persona 5 skin on it. And it turns out I actually really bloody love it. But the thing that really worked for me was that the amount of effort that went into making it feel like a Persona 5 spin-off, uh, all the HUD, the animations, the art style was all there. And, you know, there was uh, sort of a, a day cycle, although it didn't obviously work the same as it did in, in Persona 5 uh proper or a proper persona game in that the time only passed based on story events um but there were areas that you could sort of run around and explore um and buy things and uh go visit different palaces to to attack different things are they called palaces in this one i can't quite remember they've all got different names in different Mm -hmm. games (laughs) uh but sort of the areas where you go beat stuff up you can actually play as the different characters um different members of your party if you want you just change who you're controlling so that's a cool novelty um it really does have so much love and care poured into it by by the devs whose names i forgot to write down um <laughs> that they clearly work very closely with p studio to to make it look the part and as someone who has played persona spin-offs before especially for four i played dancing dancing all night uh, arena and arena <laughs> ultimax and the sort of story components of those left me feeling really um wanting and they didn't really scratch the itch that that I needed them to. Uh, whereas this, it felt like a proper continuation. It just like let's check back in with the gang after a year and see see how they're all doing. You get to visit mm. some uh, familiar locations, nice. especially the the cafe. And I was I was just the more. I, it's a bit like Returnal in that when I first started playing it, it didn't really wasn't really working for me. But the more I played, the more I really really enjoyed it. And mm. um, I am sincerely hoping that we get a Persona 6 announcement soon because it will very 
Well, this year it will have been five years since Persona Five. Yeah, so, wow. Uh, I am. Wow. I'm ready. For, I'm ready for the for the next adventure. Or you know, just Persona Four Golden on PC Atlas. Whenever you're ready, <laughs> uh, stop releasing the <laughs> flipping fighting games. Um, that would be great. Uh, uh, but yeah, Persona Five Strikers for me. It's on Plus. Go play it. Omega Force is apparently the developers and P Studio. Ah, uh, yes. They yeah. did. Um, they did the Zelda one as well, right? They did a Hyrule Zelda Warriors. Game. Yeah, oh. was that them? Oh, yeah. Yes, that would. Make I was going to say, yeah. like, it sounded. I've not really seen a lot about Persona Strikers, but it sounded the way you were describing it, like Hyrule Warriors, mm. um, that you can switch between people. characters that you kind of meet along the way. So, yeah, yeah. if Everyone's if it is them, Dynasty and Warriors I better than they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they Sorry. did Dynasty Warriors too, didn't they? I think is it all them. Again, I'll need to open up the Wikipedia page to properly familiarise myself. But certainly they've clearly worked with other licences mm. before and uh, done them justice. So there we are. Mm, it's number two time. It is. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so number two for the uh, listeners vote. Uh, this might sound a little bit familiar, almost like we've just talked about this. Um, <laughs> it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Mm. Mm. Damn. I will say Guardians and the number one, as voted by the patrons, were by far uh, sort of runaway winners. Yeah. Was, everyone else was, mm. was sort of quite distant from them. So Guardians getting a lot of love, which is really nice. Uh, David Lever has, uh, has a comment here, and he says, Just a really fun game. The characters, story, and gunplay all hooked me in, and I felt like my choices mattered. Mm. And Jack Archer says, let's be honest, nobody actually believed this game would be this good after the Avengers fiasco <laughs> and with how much they were pushing uh, with promoting it on every single event ad nauseum. However, this is the closest we've got to a new Mass Effect-like game and it's an absolute joy to experience. Um, mm. I will just say before we perhaps commence the Guardians discussion that it is my number two as well. Um, hey. So, uh, yeah, I, I've really been enjoy i've been playing it over christmas and i've really enjoyed it i completely mm. agree with ashton though in that the one thing i don't like is the combat i think that uh you know star lord is deliberately quite weak compared mm. to uh the rest of the gang and the whole point is that you're supposed to be commanding them to kind of do all the the heavy lifting for you yeah but it it's kind of just a bit difficult to do i know you can like it's hover chaotic, above isn't it yeah, I know yeah. you can hover above the combat and look down, but you know sometimes I sort of forget to do that. And even if I am doing that, it, it's yeah, it's chaotic, and I don't really like the 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 menu style where you have to like press L one, mm -hmm. then choose a character, then remember which of the symbols does what of <laughs> their different abilities. And I, I just find that all I'm really doing is as soon as someone's available to do something, I'll just mash like just various abilities i i'm not being strategic about it at all i'm you know i don't have a a plan which yeah. you know is a shame i feel like that's, that's a bit of a waste of it feels uh, like there's not always yeah. the time to like actively to work out what to do like strategize because by the time yeah. you've like maybe sorted out one thing something else has happened you're like oh why well, haven't even yeah. planned for this thing to go yeah. ahead i all of my people have already been used but yeah mm -hmm. i get yeah. you um, I will say in, sorry, just cut in. I will say like in their defense, um, I was looking at like the options before I'd like started the game and you can change a lot of difficulty options, including like how slow yeah. things go. So I guess mm -hmm. there's, I, I didn't though. I stuck with like the default just in case it, you know, how a lot of games will just be like, you mess with the default difficulty, you're not getting any trophies. Yeah. So 
you know um yeah there, um, are, there are options i tweaked the difficulty so that i just found yeah. combat a bit more enjoyable i thought yeah, if i, I had I done that yeah. I, I would have just not really uh well I, I, I wouldn't have enjoyed it basically but uh mm. the, what is carrying me through is the story the the visuals the uh voice acting um, the Mass Effect style kind of checking in with all your crew on yeah. the ship and we're just wandering around seeing what's up. Really enjoying the dialogue options. I feel like, um, number one, I like being able to see what it is you're actually going to say. rather. Than, so it yeah. gives you a little headline yes. like agree with Rocket or you know side with Gamora. And you're like, okay, well... And some games, when they do that to you, you select that and then you'll like really sass the other person or something. You're like, well, I <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that. Fallout but if you actually hover over those options, <laughs> it literally gives you the quote and says, this is what you're about to say. So mm. I think that's a really good thing. Um, and I love the... This is probably the game that more than any other game I've ever played has really made me feel like my dialogue choices... Mm matter and make a difference and not just affect the story but will affect my relationships with people to the point that Mm. um rocket keeps bringing up that i in the in the sort of second chapter when you are i don't want to be too spoiler if people still haven't played it you're off to make a deal with someone that was Um, in the that we've seen that in the demo i think that they put the game up a lot of that yeah yeah um but you're off to do this deal and uh, you have a choice of giving, uh, selling one thing or selling the other thing. Yeah. And going into that mission, I'd chosen one thing. And then when I got there, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to sell the other thing. And so I went, against, I went against Rocket's idea. And that Rocket just keeps all the time now. He's like, <laughs> oh, maybe Quill changed his mind. Remember, like, remember when he yeah. changed his mind that time? Yeah. And uh, to the point good. that I... It, it affects me so much that I almost want to like, I feel like he's saying it to me. I guess it helps that I'm called Peter, but he doesn't say Peter. But it almost makes me want to go, all right, just drop it. Jesus Christ. But in like a good way. Like I find that really, the yeah. fact that he, he really gets mm. to me that much that I want to like vocalize in my living room. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I think that says a lot for how the dialogue trees and stuff really do kind of, have consequences and i'm thoroughly enjoying that game in pretty much every sense apart from the combat and just to go back yeah. to the combat very quickly mm. um because i i hear a lot of people's complaints about it and i i get it because the main thing i've heard is that there's too much combat mm. uh, but in terms of having to like juggle mm. lots of different controls and stuff i'd be very curious to know from um any listeners that we have that are big soulsborne fans if they found it any easier because for me with Soulsborne, you sort of have to have the only way I can describe it is like you have uh, you have, sort of have like like a PC. You have background tasks running sometimes. So when you're desperate, you're in a fight in in a in Dark Souls, for example. And you're yeah. desperately like scrolling through your items or or switching through spells. You're on autopilot, moving around and dodging. Like you don't even think about it. You're just doing it, and that's just something that you <laughs> you sort of have to do as you you improve at those games. And so for me in Guardians, I had, there are a lot of menus, admittedly, and they could definitely mm. streamline that. But for me personally, I, I didn't really have a problem with like constantly being on the move while I was navigating these, these, these spreadsheets that they, that they put in front of you. So I would, I would genuinely like to know if, James, you're a, you're a Soulsborne fan, aren't you? Like, 
Yeah, I that is quite interesting actually. I I never sort of considered that aspect, and I agree with the combat being quite chaotic. I could just about, although I did struggle with remembering which um, once you unlock a few, yeah, like most of the abilities, which symbols meant what. Um, mm. But I was okay with it. I thought you were going to mention the fact that um, lock on is not with the right stick because I kept on continuously pressing the right stick and going into scanner mode. And just oh. by default, even though I knew it was wrong, it just like muscle memory, I just did that. And I'm like, this is stupid. What am I doing? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, it's I, a slightly strange lock help. mechanic, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I didn't... Yeah. My issue with the combat wasn't necessarily kind of having a lot to juggle and, and thinking about it. I, ju- yeah. I just... I don't like forgetting what the abilities are. And I don't like that I am more of a commander and not a warrior. I don't like being as weak as I am. You know, you're like mm. constantly unloading your gun into something and you're just watching its health bar slowly drop down, mm. down, down. And uh, yeah, because uh, I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, when that mm. came out and that has a little menu in the bottom left of the screen where as you're running around fighting, you have to use the right stick to go up and down this menu and like summon... Uh, summon characters and use potions and stuff and mm. um, so uh, it, it's something that I'm familiar with in that sense like actually doing the, the manual work with the controller but uh, I just just the I think the overall design of it I, I'm not a big fan of and mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would rather it was you were you were just mm. as kind of much of a capable warrior as everyone else and the people around you were, were doing stuff and you had the option to give them the odd command here and there, but less of yeah. a focus on you being a commander. You know, it feels like a squad shooter in some sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But I, but that's the only thing about that game that I've not enjoyed. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, it's a very Ashton. good game. Um, my number two has already been mentioned... Uh, it's Kano Bridge of Spirits is my Aww, number two. Number two. Um, yeah, this this game would have had to do a lot to disappoint me. I'm not going to lie. I've been <laughs> excited about this game. Sorry, a cat's just appeared and it made me jump. Um, <laughs> I I was excited about this game since like the beginning trailer. Since we saw that it was coming out, I thought this game looks right up my alley. And I was not disappointed. Uh-huh. It's... I think the rocks are the perfect amount of cute. In fact, I think that they should be cuter. And when I put a little hat on them, I think they look adorable. And it makes me almost cry most of the time when I put Mm. a little hat on them and they're just sat there like really happy with themselves. Look at my Um, hat. Yeah, look, I'm a little mushroom boy. I'm like, yes, you are. Um, I really enjoyed this game. I think it was so well done. It was so pretty. The only thing I didn't like was the parry mechanic. That can mm. absolutely get in the mm. bin, but yeah, everyone that we've spoke to just says I've never used that. <laughs> it's not good so, um, but it's so pretty, and I think that the story is like you were saying earlier. It's just so well done. Like it's not necessarily the thing that we might most expect from the game that when we first saw it, mm. um, but it's really, really good. Like I just loved it so much. I won't go into too much. If you talked about like ad nauseum over the podcast and stuff but i i really enjoyed it i think it's a really good game and i would recommend it to anyone <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. so yeah jamis jenkins what is your number two hello my number two has already been mentioned but uh this is death loop mm-hmm. so i i just absolutely loved it it was it was fantastic like i i ended up uh playing it on pc and surprisingly like 
no issues with that whatsoever apart from you know my own like issues with trying to make hdr work and it just didn't and it looked horrible and it's uh, yeah anyway um definitely just fantastic it, the way that everything sort of pieces together is just incredible and and it sort of gives you enough hints but also makes you feel like i am like discovering all of these secrets and figuring out how to like break this goddamn loop um <laughs> uh, yeah, probably use did, swears. did you do the voice james yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. I liked it. That's my first acting it was his uh, first gig, role. actually. It's yeah. quite good. Yeah. So good. I uh, don't want to brag or nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it just felt like playing like the the slickest sort of detective story ever, but with like fancy guns and powers and and stuff. Um yeah, I, I love like the style, the the design of all the levels, the way that they sort of change um and become like, you know, different avenues open up uh through like each time period so you got like you know morning midday afternoon and night and even even to the very end i was discovering like yeah i was, I was sort of close to being the game and just sort of just the minor detail of seeing oh these guys are like picking away at this wall in the morning and then you go back to that map and you're like oh that's why there's a tunnel there of course like you go back to mm-hmm. it later on in the day and mm-hmm. just little details like that fantastic um everything else is like pretty much been been said uh by ben earlier it's just incredible sort of style incredible like dialogue great back and forth between like colt and juliana um, music's great oh mm-hmm. the music's fantastic yeah love that whole sort of 70s vibe and yeah even i i went quite hard on like trying to discover the different secrets and and mysteries and like piece together a bit more lore um around the game as well and i agree that even with that it doesn't really like the ending still feels a little bit like eh, come on guys you could have given us a bit more but Mm -hmm. that doesn't discount like 95 percent of the game just being fantastic um yeah yeah so solid like number two for me i beg your pardon excuse me (laughs) (laughs) it's always good good. in a good way position (laughs) oh phrasing um, my uh, number two mm. didn't mm. get any love from any of our patrons uh, oh. which is perhaps mm. uh, speaks to its divisiveness um, oh. but my number two is Returnal oh, oh. it's yeah. a good thing yeah. oh, surprising that the, the patrons weren't a fan I no. think it was mentioned by one person mm. in mm. one person's top three in that initial round of, of voting um, and I to speak about games that leave an impact on you. I was, I hated this game. I loved this game. It made me so cross. <laughs> it made me so elated. And it has stuck with me all year. It's left such an impact on me. Wow. Um, Returnal is hard, like really yeah. hard. And mm-hmm. this was before I played Hades when it came to PS5 this year, before I played uh, Deathloop eventually mm. at the end of the year. Sorry, last year. God, uh, <laughs> this was my first. Um, I've forgotten the name. This was my first roguelike. roguelike. Roguelike, thank you. And it was a flipping tough one. It was really, really hard. And yeah. I played it from launch, and it was a bit buggy too. So sometimes no. you your runs would just be ruined by doors refusing to open, and then you were stuck in a room, and you'd have to just end your loop and start again, which was endlessly frustrating. But the more I played it, the more I was wrapped up in this mysterious, spooky world. The brilliant uh, 
shooting like there there are certainly guns some guns are just better than others like that there's no there's no argument about that but everyone has their own favorite weapon yeah. that they will try and find during a run um i just found it super intriguing um house mark has never really done a narrative thing before not on this scale and to go from something like Super Stardust a few years ago to this now, a AAA sort of looking first party PlayStation game is such a transformation. And I cannot recommend this game full stop. I can't. It's it's not <laughs> going to be for everyone. Some right. people are going to try it and hate it. Some people will look at it and know that it's not for them. Uh, but for me, I just loved it. And mm. it is the... It, it is one of two games in my top five, I realized, that prominently feature the song Don't Fear the Reaper <laughs> for some reason. Oh, that's weird. Strong that two, of that my, two of my top five have Don't Fear the Reaper in it. <laughs> um, but if, you are, if you're up for a challenge and you're up for a game that you really do need to stick with, this is not a game that you can play for one or two hours and be amazing at, mm. then I recommend Returnal wholeheartedly. But otherwise, stay far away because you're gonna hate it (laughs) this is the thing i i look at it and i think this game looks so like fun it looks so pretty and everyone who uh, who's played it and and is stuck with it has really enjoyed it but i just know that i would hate every second of it and i'd be horrible (laughs) at it and i'm like i just wish i was good at games just wish i had the ability to be (laughs) good at just practice i was terrible at this one until i wasn't yeah it's hard it's really hard and there's a lot to learn as well a lot of names Mm. for things that like what the hell Mm. is a spingle bangle i don't know what that is (laughs) wow what is a spingle bangle for and you're if you're playing it at launch you can't google it because no one knows what spingle bangle is there's no wikipedia entry about spingle bangles yet and sounds like the little mermaid just referring to like a necklace a spingle bangle it's a spingle bangle it's just it's nonsense there's so many like nouns yeah a spingle bangle isn't a real thing by the way it's just a word that i made up but that's what it feels like playing that game there's so much to learn but eventually you identify bits and pieces as you go and then you're Mm. then you're sorted then you're Mm. sorted but that is my number two given return or some love well, before we before we go into our number one spot, should we do a couple of honourable mentions? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Peter, kick us off with your on honourable mentions. So for the criteria for honourable mentions are either you know things that just didn't make the top five, um, or games that we played this year that aren't didn't actually come out this year, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. I have to give a little shout out to God of War in that sense because nice. this was the first year I got round to playing God of War. <laughs> And it's fantastic. Um, everyone knows why God of War is great. And we already actually talked briefly about God of War in this podcast. So I won't go into it in that much detail. But also something from this year that just didn't quite make my uh, top five. Uh, well, I say didn't quite. That implies it was maybe number six, but it wasn't. But House of Ashes uh, <laughs> deserves an honorable mention for the fun that was had playing it. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I'm not implying that it was my number six. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's very much a Dark Pictures anthology game. It was brilliant. It was rubbish. Uh, Ashton killed two people. Three, I think. Three was it? Three. three. Oh uh, God, the kill count. Yeah. One of them even more by accident than the other two, um, and I may never forget that moment. So uh, I can't not mention it. Oh dear. Um, yeah. And then uh, I've already talked about how GTA Three was, you know, silly fun. Mm. Um, and lastly, 
Um, Orcs Must Die 3 as well kind of came out this year to an extent mm, uh, yeah. for anyone who doesn't have a Stadia. Um, so maybe that would have been my number <laughs> sort of six or seven, something like that. Um, I appreciate it's not for everyone. Uh, and again, I've talked ad nauseum about how much I like it and why I like it. But um, mm. I've played hours and hours and hours of that game this year and uh, really enjoyed every single one of those hours. So I had to give it a little mention. Excellent. Ashton. So I have one, or I have a couple of honorable mentions, one of which I won't say yet because I think it's going to be a number one for someone else. Right. Slash, I know it is. Mm. Um, and the other two, one I didn't actually play because I didn't get round to it, but it's been sat on my shelf in the box since like January or since it came out really. Um, it's Little Nightmares 2. I know <gasps> that if I'd have got around to play that game, I would have really enjoyed it and it may have even made my top five, but I just did not get around to playing it this year. And that's sad. Um, and the other one didn't come out this year, but the PS5 upgrade did was control i really enjoyed control i think it was so fun and so like spooky and mysterious and kind of gave you that sense of like dread that Mm. you didn't really know why but it just kind of stuck in your soul it was Um, spooky yeah it was spooky um and i i loved it and i think it's such a good game and it's made me want to play the alan wake remaster um even more so uh, yeah. since playing that i just I haven't got around to that either but um i loved control i think it's such a good game um obviously it didn't actually come out this year so it, it wouldn't make it to my top five but i'd like mm. to give it a little a little hm mm. so nice hm <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean oh james what are your hon men's uh i have a i have a few hon men's <laughs> lined up um so first of all i mean i've talked about this before yeah one of like maybe only like 20 people that have played the game but lemnis gate it was it's such a great what well, it still is such a great um concept for a game turn-based mm. fps mm. um you know each turn you take gets put into the same turn until it's just like um an as- absolute cluster f of flip custom flip of um (laughs) things kicking off and your plans going to to hell and yeah it's just very genius but i won't sort of dwell on that too much because we've we've sort of chatted about it before i know yeah ashton you you enjoyed it as well didn't you Mm. um the sort of brief time that we sort of played it i didn't really play it that much i feel i feel like the amount of time i've talked about it is probably more than the amount of time i've actually (laughs) played it but um (laughs) which is unfortunate but yeah um Honorable mention for them. Uh, Hollow Knight as well, sort of briefly mentioned earlier. Uh, amazing Metroidvania. Uh, brilliant sort of vibe. Very like, almost like a sort of, everyone uses a Dark Souls comparison, <laughs> but a bit of a Dark Souls sort of forebodingness and quite vagueness about it. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, haven't quite finished that. Still need to go back and finish it. But um metro exodus enhanced edition so like metro exodus i came out was it 2020 or 2019 2019 Um, for exodus Mm. yeah yeah it was quite early on in the year as well i think um so the enhanced edition came out for um i think pc and consoles i uh one of the first things i played when i got a new pc and i wanted to you know like test it out and look at all the pretty um (laughs) and yeah it's incredible just fantastic atmosphere really tense and it really felt like 
quite immersive how they sort of did that. I know like the the open world sort of changes weren't for everyone, but I got real sort of um if anyone played like the the old stalker games back in the day, real sort of old school like stalker vibes from that. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like you actually were unlike a lot of sort of, you know, post-apocalyptic sort of scavenging games you actually felt like every bullet did matter and you were scavenging every single second and yeah really really dug that uh really a lot of fun the the big thing uh the the top on men Mm. for me would have to be it's got to be outer wilds because i so that's coming to game pass right as well yeah so it was um because it was on game pass Uh, And that's the reason I played it initially because I'd heard so much about it and I was between games. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I know nothing about this. I did the same. Oh, I I can't recommend it enough. Like, even if you know nothing about it, you know, you might not normally just be like, oh, some some idiot on the internet told me to go play it. No, do it. Just go and play it. Don't look up anything about it. Um, But yeah, I think that came out in um, 2019. I've written down. and it's just come back to Game Pass as well. It's just a fantastically like put together um, sort of like half an exploration kind of game, half like a, a puzzle game, but like environmental puzzles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole sort of vibe is you sort of wake up on this. Um, it's quite like small planets. Think like you know Mario Galaxy style, like a little bit. Yeah. And um, those sort of small planets in the solar system, and it's kind of like a space exploration, but with camping vibe so you've got like this spaceship that's made out of wood basically and it's like really rickety thing um a little bit tricky to control at first and then you sort of go off and explore like sort of six or so different planets and just unravel it like there are so many like different mysteries and stuff to to unravel and i'm not going to spoil anything more about it because man like one of the greatest experiences i've had like playing a game is just so different and so clever how it's Mm, put together cool I do want to play that one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen gameplay of it. It does look very mm. atmospheric, and yeah, I've got yeah. to give it another go. Speaking. I got, I got like yeah. really distracted, like not distracted. I just didn't, yeah. I couldn't figure out what I was meant to be doing, so this I kind of stopped thing, playing yeah. it. Maybe I need to give it another go. It's it's definitely more of like a chill sort of pace, and then you can get. I got frustrated a little bit, like a couple of times playing through, but definitely worth like persevering and even if you have to google i think i googled like a couple of things because i was like really where am i doing but yeah it's it's worth sort of sticking by it i'd say mm, excellent yes. uh my honmen's are honorable benchens honorable benchens <laughs> nice uh these ones are from from not from this year uh persona 5 the royal i played through and i got the platinum in that and in order to mm-hmm. do it i Followed a guide to the letter, a walkthrough. I, I had an itinerary of every choice I had to make, and it was weirdly the most relaxing time I've had with a game in ages because it was just all the stress is off. It's just put it on easy mode <laughs> to get through the fights, and then just because I played Persona Five before, obviously, and and then just do this at this time, do this at this time, and it's so nice like having your entire life scheduled for you, and it was so lovely. <laughs> Um, and then I did the same for Persona 4 Golden. Just went right back into that game, followed a guide to get all the trophies I could. Finally got that absolute BS here, 250 lines of Risei's battle oh, yeah. dialogue thing, which is just, there's no there's no tracker for that. So you just sort of have to arbitrarily tick off boxes 
like of some guy's forum post like yeah i think i've seen that specific situation and she might have said something i don't know oh, uh, so i finally got the platinum in that as well that was a big achievement this year near automata been sleeping yes. on that for a long time that game lived up to the hype and then some really really impressed by that oh, uh, spider-man miles morales as well is one that came mm. out uh, in 2020 and i didn't get to play it until the beginning of 2021 obviously it's great it's a great game uh, mm. kentucky route zero the final chapter i think did come out in 2021 mm. and that game was weird but it was <laughs> such a unique indie game and it was like that it's just if you were to i don't know if you were to look up indie game in the in the in like a, a, a what am i would peter help me dictionary no no, encyclopedia. Because oh, they're pictures right. in an encyclopedia, don't they, sometimes, right? They do. Not yeah. in dictionaries all the time. I think the phrase is normally look it up in a dictionary, I think. Well, I'm but... changing yeah. it, Ashton. So okay. get aboard the hype train, bar. okay? Okay. Mm. You getting I'm on? I'm on it. Good. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah, so you look up a picture, right, in mm-hmm. the encyclopedia, written yeah. by someone who dis- specifically dismisses indie games, and this would be in it. Because it is like a prototypical indie, like it's 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 so weird and <laughs> not like mainstream games that honestly I found it off-putting quite a lot. But I'm really glad that I played it because it was so strange. Uh, speaking of strange, Life is Strange: True Colors, great game. Mm. That's just mm, nice, nice more than anything else. It wasn't really that um, that awful this time around. It was actually quite a lovely game. It takes two. Mm. Obviously, we've spoken about that. Cana Bridge of Spirits and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And those are my Hon Men's. Mm. Lovely. Beautiful. Well, it's time for the number ones. Mm. Um, who is it? Ben, would you do the honours? The listener voted slash patron voted game of the year is Resident Evil Village. Mm. Wonderful. A gentle clap. Um, gentle golf clap. There oh. we are. Resident Evil Village. It's been strangely quiet on the resi front from you guys, so hasn't it? I don't want to assume, <laughs> but should we run through these comments from uh, from various uh, patrons? Also, the first one before you get to it, I should point out that we also included our staffs picks for games of the year as well, and mm. and uh, put those into the mix. <clears throat> yeah, so we've got um, a little comment here from Cat, our writer. If my uh, voice will hold out, I picked up the first Resident Evil in the. New- I picked up the. F- oh yeah, okay. I picked up the first Resident Evil in the new year and fell in love, and have since been making my way through the back catalogue. Wow, what a year cats had. Uh, when <laughs> so Village dropped in May, I pretty much picked it up day one and didn't stop playing until I'd finished it. Is it as good as previous entries into the series? No, but it's still got a great story. The villains are fantastic, and the puzzles, especially House Beneviento, are brilliant. And then Tony Redgrave mm. said, The perfect blend of Resident Evil 7's tense first-person horror and Resident Evil 4's camp sense of horror revelry, with a section that's, that's the best single moment of horror I've played since PT. And mm. I think we all know which one they're talking yeah. about. Um, I beat this game five times back-to-back when it launched, and it was easily my favourite release from this year. Nice. We've got uh, a quote from... Yeah, boy, Steven Skodes. He's got, uh, he says, my most anticipated game of the year. Uh, having played for it twice this year, I discovered more secrets and things the second time around. My only negative about it is that there's more focus on the action than any scares or puzzle solving, but still really enjoyed it and will gladly play it again. 
Mm-hmm. And finally, we hear from Mr. Black, who says, I think Resident Evil Village did a great job finding that balance, similar to how Resi 4 did between horror and action. I never had the feeling like I did in 7, where it felt like it switched over to full action at a later point. Could it be better? Of course. But I believe it has cemented itself as one of the top Resident Evil games of all time. Peter, what's mm. your number one? My number one is Resident Evil Village. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was uh, near... Well, yeah, near flawless. I think there are things that could have made it even better, but I don't think there are really any things in there that I didn't like. You know, there was nothing really that I could complain about. Uh, I agree that I love the balance between the Resi 7 uh, first-person horror presentation and also the kind of the Resi 4 camp action but not too action heavy that you, you had a bit more in the likes of five and six sorry ben i know, I know how much you love six <laughs> Six is one of the best games ever made so you know. um <laughs> mm-hmm. i would agree that house beneviento was maybe the first thing in gaming that has scared me like genuinely scared me in a very long time mm. um i thought it was absolutely stunningly presented like just graphically very beautiful uh i've talked many times in the past about how much i love the new um engine and like ui and hud uh since uh resi 7 slash the resi 2 remake resi 3 remake Uh, i just love how clean it is it makes me feel very satisfied just moving things around in my inventory and watching um areas on the map go blue and just knowing okay that's done that's ticked off and i also i played it through pretty much non-stop when it first came out i then played it through a second time so like steve and i've played it twice this year um and mm. even on my first run i found every every treasure and i enjoyed doing it um i uh i think the only thing maybe uh that i would say is that it it's still it's still resident evil and it's still like oh okay that's weird and that's a strange kind of link <laughs> to something else and that's an odd bit of crossover and you know they always mm. do that in resident evil games people turn up and things are referenced and you hear mentions of other things and i'm always like i would have been happy if this had been almost kind of standalone a bit like resi 7 was i know towards mm. the end it started to kind of yeah. link back again but that's that's kind of the issue so maybe that is the one complaint i would have is that you know there's no reason for them to you kind of get the impression with resi 7 and resi village that they intentionally uh for the most part had these things quite separate from the other games in the series it's a bit more accessible to new players um but then they kind of don't quite fully commit to that and then towards the end they go Mm. oh yeah by the way umbrella and chris redfield (laughs) and uh also this person and that person um so that's a bit strange but uh yeah i i don't think there was really any part of that game that i didn't enjoy so it's got to be my game of the year excellent yeah resi was my on men that i knew Mm. was going to come up right um yeah but i you might be thinking ashton this game's definitely better than far cry 6 and you're probably right but (laughs) i didn't think resi village had all of the hits and all the classics that we'd kind of come to expect from resi games i think that it it had some really good moments but Mm. there was some times where i found the enemies more of an inconvenience than like a oh they're evil and bad and i'm scared of them um i think my issue with it is that 
not my issue my one of my like it was an amazing game it was beautiful and it the story was great and i enjoyed playing it and the like gameplay was lovely but i think my issue with it was that older big big lady lady d um <laughs> was in it a lot less than i think she wasn't in i it anticipated enough. she yeah. was not in it enough mm. and i and i think that we kind of peaked really early with that game and then House Beneviento was again a really high point but the second half of the game didn't really hit as much as the first half of the game but Hmm. saying that I did enjoy it I only played it through the once maybe I need to go back and play it through again but I I do remember feeling like oh this oh this isn't my favorite I preferred the earlier part of the game um but yeah it was my on men um does anyone else want to say anything about resi village before i move on it's still not my favorite resi game of Mm. all time i agree that you know i think i still think resi 4 is better and actually Mm. perhaps yeah i i hadn't really thought of it at the time but yeah the lichens weren't particularly scary they were just kind of there in your way Mm. um but in terms of the second half i think perhaps story-wise and and boss-wise i agree it was the weaker half uh, but I do think that at that point, the kind of day-to-day busy work enemies got a bit more scary. When you were mm. in the factory and there were those sort of weird cyborg monsters, I find those oh, a lot yeah. more... yeah, they were pretty uh, spooky, actually. Kind of a, a bit more spooky than uh, the lichens. So I, I enjoyed it for that, certainly. Mm. Um, but uh, I agree the first half was certainly stronger. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Um, Ashton. So, my number one has already been mentioned twice already. And it's <laughs> okay. kind of a surprise for me, actually, because I didn't think this game was going to really hit for me. And I also only played it over Christmas, which I think is the same for everyone else who's mentioned it. Um, <laughs> my number one is Deathloop. I mm. loved this game. I I haven't found a game that's made me this excited in a while. Mm. I think this game played, like in so well to all of my strengths in in video games which is just getting perpetually distracted and accidentally finding (laughs) things that made me like helped me out in the game the amount of times i just stumbled upon something like i was like what's that over there oh a gold gun brilliant accidentally (laughs) like got that in my second or third run through of the the loop i was like finding things like just purely by accident and having a blast while doing it i loved solving the puzzles my notes app in my phone had like loads of different like clues and Mm. things that i was like (laughs) mid investigation if i had to stop playing (laughs) i did i loved it i thought it was so fun i think the puzzles were really well thought out some of them i still i haven't finished all of the puzzles yet so i'm still going to go back and like finish everything Mm. um I get what everyone's saying about the ending being disappointed. disappointing. I do agree, but I thought it was quite nice. Even though it wasn't really what we wanted, but what I got, mm. I was like, actually, I kind of don't hate it. It's quite nice. Um, so I, I really loved this game. And I, maybe it's because it's the most recent game that I've played and therefore it's the most fresh and like vivid in my brain. Maybe that's why it's number yeah. one. But I just had a great time and... I'm sad. I was sad when I finished it because I was like, oh, I've I've finished all of the the problem solving. Um, there were things that I never managed to do in the run throughs of like certain visionaries. There's one visionary where you have to kind of discover who they are before you kill them in order to kind of yeah. tick off the list. And every single time I just accidentally killed him or like just... <laughs> 
stumbled upon it and was like, you did it. You killed this guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Brilliant. Fab. Um, but yeah, I had a great time with Deathloop and I I just think everyone should play it. I think it's just so good. Um, mm. But yeah, that's my, that's my game of the year is Deathloop. Um, mm. James Jenkins, what's your nice. game of the year, number one? My game of the year has not been mentioned at all. And mm. I'm particularly shocked at the listeners. It is a sequel to a game that came out like almost 20 years ago. It's Psychonauts 2, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I kind of get why it's been sort of overlooked in, in certain aspects, um, given that it didn't seem to get much um, publicity when it did come out. There wasn't much no. of like a marketing push at all. And I sort of knew from reviews at the time. I didn't play it like immediately when it came out. I went back and played first Psychonauts, which is also really good, but quite an old game and has a few sort of, you know, it's aged in certain aspects of uh, gameplay and what have you. Um, so then Psychonauts 2, my God, it just, it, it blew me away. It's like got to be one of the, I mean, Psychonauts 1 was like just such a unique sort of concept. Psychonauts 2 wraps everything up to 11. It's got to be like the most unique sort of clever um, setups for any game that I've played. Everything just fits in so well, even though there's such like a mishmash of different ideas. Um, the levels are just fantastic because... So basically you're you're playing like uh, a little Psychonaut uh, that's kind of like a sort of secret agent, but psychic um you're a sort of trainee one in the first game you're at like a psychonaut uh camp for psychics mm-hmm. in the second one you are like a trainee at the actual like secret agent place itself um i forget the name <laughs> but yeah so a lot of that involves sort of jumping into people's minds and just having a route around and seeing what's going on, you know, like mm. sorting out the problems or, you know, but not too much because, you know, ethics and whatnot. Um, and <laughs> the way it sort of takes us on, you think, you know, there's uh, so many good characters with like great dialogue and you think one character is going to be, oh, I'll jump in their mind and it'll be about this. And constantly it surprises you. Mm. Um, one level was, so you jump into like one character who is, um, famed for like uh, talking to animals, they think, oh, it's gonna be not quite naturey. No, you're in a you're in a uh, a cooking show, a game show, uh, based around cooking with giant like hand puppets, and you have to take bits of like the crowd to like who who are various sort of fruits and vegetables and and uh, ingredients and just throw them into various things. It's it's so clever. Uh, some of the levels. Um, and yeah, the the other thing as well, like it it somehow manages to like tackle a lot of serious mental health issues, mm. but still be like, you know, sort of ninety percent, ninety five percent, like quite fun and whimsical about it. Right. Yeah. And that's really impressive. Like it speaks volumes to the writing as well, um, and and even down to like you know sort of silly like what features initially as like little puns. So different enemies will be like. Um, different things are like there's uh, I'm trying to think of the examples now like so um, self-doubt uh, there's um, 
yeah, my mind's gone blank now. <laughs> I, apparently, there's one that just wipes it. So I need. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgetfulness. There we go. Um, you have things like um, memory vaults that you sort of find, and um, they'll be sort of hopping around, and they're all cutesy. And then you sort of like uh, unlock the vault by beating the crap out of it, <laughs> and um, you get like quite a detailed sort of um, something that you might not see in the story overall, but like a little um, again, like the art style is incredible, and they incorporate like so many different styles uh, and it all seems to work and it's just like a flick book of like things that go from like um you know like sort of holiday photos sort of thing mm-hmm. um mm. and yeah just just beautiful art style great combat i haven't even mentioned like the powers um everything like if you played psychonauts one like half the powers are a little bit like eh, this is sort of one note not really super useful pretty much everything in this game works really well and um it's quite clever as well you've got like your sort of levitation ball you can see through people's eyes you've um got things like slow down time and just works so nicely with with everything so do you need to have played the first one to kind of understand the second one or could you because i know the first one is quite old now because when i started trying to play the first one i just Mm. really struggled because i just couldn't get into it but yeah if i played the second one would i understand it or should i have played the first one to understand the second one that's a a tricky one i feel like you get um you can play psychonauts 2 without understand because even like the older characters it doesn't sort of rely on too much like previous knowledge Mm. as a necessity it follows like a completely new story and then um introduces like new aspects of old characters if they're there and completely new characters but like it it does have a lot of sort of nods back to because it's actually quite funny like how they deal with it and that in the game it's been like three days since the last like the the previous game but like obviously people have been waiting like 15 plus years for it so it's like you know you remember this it only happened a few days ago so there'll be little bits like that Right. That will remind you, and it's all very, very charming. So yeah, I, I'd say it's definitely worth trying. If even if you couldn't like pick up Psychonauts one, maybe like watch a story recap. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's often the way to go with things like mm. that. If you're not, mm. not in the man, mood to play Psychonauts the two originals. blew me away. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I that was also on my homework, honestly, and I got yeah, to the. I've not got around to it. I got to the yeah. the bank holiday Monday of this week that we're recording and releasing <laughs> this episode, and I was like, ah. Oh, mm. Flip. I don't. I've already got Psychonauts 1 and 2 downloaded. Yeah. They're ready to yeah. go. And I started oh, nice. Psychonauts 1. I was like, oh no, it was the Sunday. I started Psychonauts 1. I was like, I'm going to play this all mm. day and I'm going to finish it. And I got like an hour and a half into it. And it was just, it's so uniquely um, Schaefer, Tim yeah. Schaefer, that I was like, this is, this is dense and i am struggling to take all of this in and it's sort of like it's a kind of sandboxy isn't it and i was like charging to different the main story objectives and i just thought look this is not the way to experience this game you're you're, (laughs) why don't you just not do this and google if you can go straight to the second one and watch a recap and then i watched a re i started watching a recap and like my mind i could just feel like leaking out of my ears (laughs) there's just so much to take in i was like okay you know what maybe maybe this isn't for you but i've heard that two is amazing Mm. and i would like to play it at some point yeah me too excellent the the games are quite dense i was just gonna say like they, they are both like longer than you kind of expect they're not yeah. like super long but like 12 to 15 um, hours kind of aren't they I think. yeah yeah a bit more than expected i looked it up i know <laughs> <laughs> i i had to check to um my number one 
Kel Surprise, going with my heart, <laughs> it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's not the best game I played this year. And I feel like I've said yeah. that the past two years we've done this, Peter. It's not the best game I played this year, but it's certainly oh, the yeah, game. It's most important. my decisions. Most important mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. They made a game for, for me, just for me. <laughs> it's the biggest shock of this year. Not just, as a lot of people have said, because it's actually good. Uh, but because mm. I didn't know this thing existed until the rumors started circulating a couple of months before mm. E3. Yeah, I had no idea. And it was like, okay, mm. well, if they're making a Guardians game, I'm on board. You know, I played the Telltale one, which was fine. Um, so I'd love some some Guardians action, whatever form it takes. And then they showed it at E3. And you can see in the reaction stream, Peter and I just go silent. And we just watch it like, yeah. oh, <laughs> This looks great. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. Um, and yeah, they talk all the time. And I love that because mm-hmm. the writing is excellent. Yeah, um, yeah I love they, that. They do not give you enough of a window to experience all of it because I did find myself, before I left the ship every time to start a new chapter, I would just stand there and wait for like more ambient yeah. conversation to happen. So I know you've got more in you. There's so much. Just say it. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wish that was a little either a bit more streamlined or there was more Mm. uh, consideration for the fact that some people do actually want to hear it and maybe you can find a way to not skip it. Um, Mm. The licensed music they used, the soundtrack was fantastic. And again, I'm just going to list my gripes basically, but they're, they're, they're good things as much as anything else. The music is so good that I wish there were more opportunities to hear it because I got so amazing at the combat that the encounters didn't last long enough, honestly, for me to actually listen to any of this music. And I wish that I could hear more of it. And it's, uh, I know it plays on the ship, (laughs) but I used the huddle mechanic so infrequently because I treated it like it was, uh, you know, you know, like uh, a a flipping ether from Pokemon. Like I've got to save that. You never know when you're going to need it. And so mm-hmm. I would just go dozens of encounters without ever using a huddle up and never hearing this music, which was a shame. Uh, there are definitely yeah. things that can be improved. But I mean, from the ground up, they made a game that was just for me. And and it it's easily my favorite game that I played this year by quite a distance. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in, the sa- in the same way that I like the, the Mass Effect style parts of it uh not that i've played them but i'm aware of you know what mass effect is uh you know the the conversational stuff and the team building and so on um i said at the time when it first came out and you and ashton had both played a bit and we're talking about it on the podcast i played just the first hour so i was able to kind of get in on that conversation even though i didn't have time to play the full game at the time and then i said mm-hmm. I was already getting um, Uncharted kind of vibes from it, um, Mm. both in terms of just having people who are constantly chatting to you. And even just, I think the way Star-Lord is portrayed is quite Nathan Drake. I like how everyone's constantly sort of on the back foot, improvising all the time. Uh, you know, you slide down a, a a slope, and he's he's shouting "flark, flark, flark, flark" mm. or "crap, crap, crap." It just reminds me of Drake mm. so much, and that is something I really loved about it as well. And it made me think about how much I love uh, a Thief's End as well. So, like, I kind of now I want to play Uncharted Four because <laughs> I've enjoyed Guardians so much, <laughs> and that was one of the things about Guardians that I loved. It's made me think, like, oh yeah, I do just love that whole. I love that that kind of character and that kind of um, mm. team in in any game. You know, when there's yeah. that kind of dynamic, I think between um, 
your your allies i think that yeah. works really well so, and it's so yeah, funny as well like there, it's just yeah. mm, it, there's so it many is. funny moments oh, yeah. in that game that that mm-hmm. you can as uh, as i went back through for the platinum i made deliberately made the opposite choices that i that i did the first time right, around yeah. and there are some genuinely amazing moments that i never would have seen if i if i hadn't made the opposite choice mm. uh, like some spectacular stuff like whole new gameplay mechanics for some bits that just aren't used otherwise and it's wow i'm really impressed I'm, i was so impressed and there's so many things in here that can be easily ironed out for a sequel and you yeah. they can't mm-hmm. not do one mm. you know it, it won a game award for writing and uh, i was as shocked as anyone else as they were even but like they deserve it because it's nice mm. to see that game get recognition like that uh, mm. In a year where, or in a couple of years where we had the Avengers, you know, and so many games moving <laughs> yeah. to live service, like it's it's nice. It's nice to have a really good superhero game that wasn't Spider Man, honestly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there we are. We have reached there the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank My you, goodness. patrons, for contributing as well. Uh, happy New Year to all of you, of course. Regular podcasting will resume next uh, next week, so make sure you submit your weird news stories and your regular questions as and when the post goes up if you're, if you're a patron of ours. James, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight to ramble on probably a bit too long, uh, especially about Psychonauts. But hey, that's yeah, the point of this um, show. Exactly. Yeah. Well Got to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, thank you very much. Our pleasure. Thank you for it's your uh, continued assistance with Quipscopes as well, of course. We will be mm. bringing more Quipscopes this year. It's going to be a very busy few months for That'll games, so look out for all of those. Uh, we're now going to very quickly run through, as we always do at the end of the podcast, where you can find us on the internet. Of course, let us know your favourite games in the comments below and various other places on the internet. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's where you can find everything that we're putting out, videos and streams wise. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, um, perhaps you got it over Christmas for that good old postage. You get a free <laughs> Twitch sub with that. So why not just spend that on us? You get all the benefits. We get all the, the financial gain. Everyone's a winner. Um, thank you to the mods, Lord Brotovich, Trowling Badger and Mr. Mr. Black, who look after our chat when we are streaming on both YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we have got Twitter and Facebook. They are twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Um, Twitter for video and live stream announcements, uh, although we now do those on Facebook as well, which is good. Um, Facebook has some legacy video content on it. We occasionally do little Facebook lives. Maybe we'll be doing some of those from home uh, in the coming weeks. Not sure yet, but uh, watch that space. Uh, And thank you to Fraser for looking after our Twitter and Facebook. Uh, And uh, also head to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump to check out all of our awards available on Patreon, uh, such as asking questions on this very podcast. We also have a website. It's triplejump.mp. That's triplejump. It spells jump. If you want to join our Discord, you can go to triplejump.mp forward slash Discord. Speak to our wonderful community about all things video games and not video games. Mm. When we're on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tory, and Hollow Eyes. And if they tell you to do something, you best get yourself doing it. Do it. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast in its audio forms, maybe now you're, you're still home with your family because we're all working from home again and you need some alone time. So you want to put your headphones in and listen to a lovely podcast. Why not go to triplejerk.muck forward slash podcast to find out where you can listen to it in its audio forms. Um, all of our live stream VODs, which are many during the week, are at triplejerk.muck forward slash VODs. And last but not least, we have lovely merch. You can't see it right now, but Ben's tied his nice 
sports time scarf around his chair. He's moving so I can see it, but again, you can't see it because this I was isn't a video. For James book, actually, I wanted James. Oh, to okay. See. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> and you can go to chippeljumpshop.com. Maybe you've got some uh, Christmas money to spend. Why not buy some of our nice saucy merch? And to find out about all of the new merch drops that when they eventually come out, go to Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. Absolutely. Why not follow? Uh, James, do you have Instagram? I do not have okay, Instagram. That's fine. No. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself and James Jenkins just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude and at Jenks, J-E-N-X. Underscore J-E-N-X underscore 137. I refuse to change it. There it is. <laughs> I will be that to the end of time. Jenks 137. Uh, we do lists. Jenks 133. So. Oh, so, so <laughs> close. No, I'm not. Let. I'm just let. <laughs> let. Jenks to let. <laughs> we do. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Thursday being the joint streams. Blaze it. Blaze it. Thank you. Uh, James? Beep, beep, beep. The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday streams being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the flipping time. So check in. Why not leave a review on your platform of choice? You can leave reviews on Spotify now, I believe. Spotify podcasts, you can leave reviews there. Mm. It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We'd really appreciate it. Five stars, though, obviously, any less. And uh, you might as well not bother quite frankly so there we are uh why not go follow us on facebook.com forward slash team triple jump we've passed seven thousand follows now so we are getting there so close we are Mm -hmm. getting there please we'll stop asking and james will get paid so he can go buy freddo's or whatever it is that he needs to survive speaking of flipping loves getting paid uh worst games ever should be out uh this week uh he's just been sent over and i'm sure it'll be pretty much ready to go but uh, all being well that'll be ready to go out um friday will have gone out already for patrons of a certain tier uh and tomorrow for everyone else at time of release mm-hmm. of this podcast um and it's possible i've heard from a little irish bird that, uh <laughs> weirdest games ever may oh, have gone out this week as well he <laughs> So it, it spoke, it's scheduled for next week for patrons uh, and the following week for um, non-patrons. But he's thinking maybe it'll be ready. So if it's ready, it will have gone Ooh. out this week. But I can't tell you a time of recording, so you'll just have to check Patreon. Um, but uh, yeah, one week early if you're a, a patron of, a, of the $5 tier. Fantastic. And in case you haven't noticed... We're not actually on the screen right now because we're not all together. We're currently all in our homes because we're working from home. Ben and Peter and James are in Newcastle. Fraser's in Scotland. I'm in Leicester. <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's not. But last I heard he was in he Scotland. He was in so Scotland he, anyway, that's for sure. He was, yeah. Um, and also, this isn't anything to dribble jump, but it's snowing outside. Is and it? that is exciting. Right. Yeah, well, for me it is. It's not snowing up oh. here. It started about an hour ago, but I didn't want to um, oh, did you know, be the weather guy. Oh, uh, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it snowing. It stops now. I got li- I got I got fluff snow. snow. Right, I gotta go, guys. I gotta go frolics. So uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we are Make working from home, engine. so yeah. all of our content's going to be a little bit different for the foreseeable. Once we're all allowed back in the office, obviously everything will go back to normal. Hopefully, we haven't mm. filmed any main menu for this month no. yet because we were planning on doing it early January, and now we cannot. Um, so there won't be a main menu this month. Um, hopefully there'll be one next month. Should we be able to get it sorted? Mm. And our next weirdest games, apart from not this one that's coming out this month, next month's might also well. It, 
probably will be um not in person mm. so yeah, just brace know, brace for that one yeah. um so, we don't know yeah. how long this is going to last, uh, but uh, no. as you say, Ashton, this this next weirdest games we shot in person, and also this worst games we shot in person as well uh, mm-hmm. before Christmas. Yeah, some stuff has gone out, uh, has been recorded early. So, so we're going to yeah. roll with the punches. Uh, we don't know how long we're going to be working from home for, but it's uh, this new variant is really it's tearing through our office, and we haven't even been in it. So it's yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's one to be taken more seriously, I suppose, than than well, as seriously as ever before so yeah. uh we will have slight changes to our content but largely the output will remain the same we just won't necessarily always be on camera in the same room that's it mm-hmm. yeah that. uh, joint streams will continue as well but again uh won't be in the same room yep. or on camera I'm playing some minecraft oh boy nice minecraft is back <laughs> right we're gonna go now oh just in time for me to go sort my voice out and play in the snow (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening everybody happy new year to all of you and we'll catch you next time bye love you bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 